is London Calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Full Reptile Radio. With uh, we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. Feels but, good, man. Yeah, well, we've been worldwide. We, literally we've worldwide. Been worldwide. Yeah, you more so than me, but... Yeah, but you've been on holiday. I've been hopping, yeah. I you went, went to, to a place that uh, I've never been before. How was it? It was amazing. Well, for, where, where was it? <laughs> okay, so we, we, um, we went to Bulgaria. Nice. For whatever reason, every year we go on holiday... What the fuck? Every year we go on holiday, we try and go to the same place again the next year, and it's always gone up like, like a grand. So, uh, Stace found Bulgaria... <laughs> you good there yeah carry on no it's alright we can have this live link uh-huh. into this yeah yeah so the first thing I always thought of when I thought of Bulgaria was like people eating cabbage water and <laughs> cabbage water do you know what I mean I didn't know what to expect There's, you've just insulted a whole nation of people no because they, they can smash a cabbage out they, they know what they're doing <laughs> with that shit they got oh man you're sending the dogs into an absolute frenzy it's like the, it's like the beginning of fucking Annie where there's a dog catcher about who let the dogs out? That's definitely his walkout song. It's a Pied it. Piper moment, isn't it? Hey, hey, hey. After Mystery's been... Uh, chaos. See? This, this, this is why it's a no-meat zone. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Calm down, you. Ben. I know you're excited. I know you're excited. I know there's lots happening. <laughs> this is blowing Come my fucking mind. This is like... Come and sit here. Sit Next later. level trippy. No, you're good, man. Ben, here we go. Okay. Ben, I'll be quiet. He'll just want to eat your meat. <laughs> eat your meat. So, um, yeah, so Bulgaria. Bulgaria. So, all people were telling us, oh, it's dirt cheap. It's dirt cheap. It's dirt cheap. But what I found was, because we try not to fly too far, because of obviously the children, like, whenever we've been to Spain and stuff, it's all good, mm-hmm. but sometimes it seems a bit tired. So, it's like going to a theme park that you went to as a kid going back now, and they've never changed it. Yeah. Like American Adventure springs to mind, Gulliver's Kingdom. If anyone from around this area has been to anything like that, there'll be a ride or something or like a, a, a fucking papier-mâché man that you sit and have a picture with and yeah. he's still never been painted again. Uh-huh. No, got like no nose and like two fingers missing. Yeah, and someone's Look. written some random shit on there. So Looks like he's got frostbite. Yeah, what? for real. Are we doing a duet? Is that what's going on here? But it's, it's the exact same as when you were a kid and obviously being old fuckers that we are now, you start noticing shit like this. Well, Bulgaria just seemed to embrace the trade way more. Like Spain and places like that have already got a massive, um, a massive tourism industry. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Are you mic'd up? <laughs> so this this is why this is why normal production companies break for lunch. Yeah. So lunch is not going on in the background. But this is why normal production companies take six months to put something out. So That's true. We, can, we can live with it if you've That's got a mouthful of chorizo. Mouthful of Yeah, so as we were saying. So, uh, so how was it? So awesome. overall? Amazing because they didn't, they didn't the have the same health, health and safety. Yeah, this is it. Ah, uh, okay. So like it was good because having small children and being an idiot... Like when you go to a water park, normally they go, you have to sit like this and do this. Uh-huh. Whereas this, we were... The first day, uh, we were sat on this slide and it was so steep. And this was just at the hotel. There was two slides, a blue and a red. And the red was mad steep. And basically, you'd go down it and it'd make your feet tingle. It was that fast. And then you'd skim across the water. So 
I was sat there and we kept going up, chucking the kids down. It's fucking brilliant. Everyone having a wicked time. And then next minute, this Scottish guy came behind me and said, watch this. Or watch this, fucker. Ran full bollocks across the platform, dived down the fucking slide, halfway down, lifted himself and shot again and hit the other end of the pool. And I was like, fucking hell. And so he came back up the ladder. I was like, are you allowed to do that? And he goes, no one's told me for a week, so fuck it, I'm going home tomorrow. I'm going to carry on. <laughs> and from then on, we were sending Stacey's mum down, her dad, everyone's going down on the back. It was fucking brilliant. So for someone to not care, if you're watching your own kids, you're all right, but yeah, no health and safety. And they took a lot of care of everything. There's like, when you go to a restaurant, there was a woman that sat at the toilet all day. I was like, what to wipe and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Touch your toes. Come on, all the way. It's one of those kind it. of holidays. Yeah, crazy, it? yeah. Nice, and not nice. even expensive to wipe. Uh-huh. Cheap. And and you got some good... Uh, you, so you discovered you had a waterproof camera while you were there. Oh, man, yeah. Which is a bit... We, we need to drop one of these videos into this. It's kind <laughs> of unnerving. <laughs> were you going down backwards? Yeah, That's this brilliant. is it. The minute Big grin we, on his face, going down this flume backwards. Back All the way, just smiling. And then we were like, oh, we could go down forward. Just like children, just with the camera for the first time ever. I smell that stick. Oh, sorry, dude. Chuck it on the floor. I'll oh, chuck it here. I'll put it here. <laughs> like Razor Ramon. So, yeah, there was a lot of, like, once... You know to get, a, like, a thousand-pound phone mm-hmm. and you read it and it says, this is waterproof, to a metre. To, to go from that to then go... Yeah. It's really fucking <laughs> yeah. nervy because, like, the kids wanting to dive in and we wanted to get them dive and go underwater. And I shit myself the first... Because mm. last year, Stacey's phone broke on holiday because she got it wet. So this year, I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, it says it's waterproof. And I was like... Did you back it up before? Did you? Yeah, she did. I left Actually. it to it. My phone stayed in the hotel. I was like, nope. <laughs> Even though it says mine's waterproof, I'm like, I ain't fucking with that. No. Nah. So she, yeah, we got some wicked film with that. All of it. Yeah, I highly recommend going there. It was uh, is wicked and cheap. And mate, the fucking the things I've seen and the shit I can tell you, which I will throughout this, <laughs> is going to fucking spin you out. But the the thing because obviously we were just talking what we we're going to talk about, and it's been a while. So the last thing I did before I went away as a work-ish thing, I had to go to um, I had to go to the NEC to go and pick up the Fight Town banner for mm-hmm. Rigor. Yes. Shout out to Rigor the oh, Dragon. The, I went to see Rigor yesterday. How I was that? Down to Gloucester. It was awesome. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with that banner because it's massive, isn't it? It's, honestly, when you see it up in the air, it was like, that's fucking big. Yeah. And then when I turned up, now bear in mind, right, when we were... when we were um, going to collect the banner. It was the school holidays. So it was the one day that I had both the girls and they sort of woke me up with a deal. Uh, if we're going to go and collect this thing, can we have a McDonald's breakfast? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I suppose so. And the thing is, because I want a lion, it was like quarter to 10. So it went full Big Daddy with Adam Sandler and we're like racing to fucking McDonald's. <laughs> so basically... The girls and anyone with kids that's ever done this with small children, I was like, get dressed, we're going to go. Libby, my youngest, came out in like hot pants and a vest. Moo came out with a crop top and leggings and like this weird hoodie. And so I never thought anything of it. I was just like, let's fucking bounce. So then when we got there, I was like, I'm going to be seen in public with these children. (laughs) Oh, fuck, it looks like I've stolen them and just done a Tom and Jerry clothesline thing and like just robbed anything from the neighbor's garden. So we're walking in and the banner, when we spread it out, was so big, we had to re-roll it. Yeah. So we get that in. And then you'd mentioned, uh, why don't you go to um, Events World, mm-hmm. which I can highly recommend. It was fucking weird. It cost me about 150 quid in uh, Carhartt <laughs> and 20 quid at the arcade. But it was fucking insane. 
and it's empty, right? Yeah. Like, I was there for uh, for Bellator with Jimmy, and we we were walking around after the weigh-ins and stuff, and I was just like, "There's just nobody there." Mate, they had everything there. So in one row, there was like Vans, Carhartt, North Face. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the kids wouldn't let me go in all of them because I was just stood there like geeking out, wanting to buy all the shit. And they're like, no, we can go on that fucking ride and buy squishes and bullshit. So <laughs> we, had to, we had to appease them a bit. But one of the things that stood out from going, on the way there, I, I'd nipped in to see Wayne at 4th and giving him some bits. So then I went to the bakery he used to go to. And it's one of them where my inner rage just boiled a little bit. Because like, you know when you've got a busy day, you're trying to deal with kids, I want to get them some food. I went in. And I told the girls, we're going to go in to buy mum a cornflake square, like I bought here that time. That, you know, that old mm-hmm. school yeah. um, school dinner pudding. Yeah. And there was one left. And I said to the girls, we're going to get mummy that. So I didn't make a deal of it because that bakery is always fucking random. There's about 20 people in there. So I stood there. And next minute, the girls started making a big fuss about looking at this cornflake tart and be like, oh, is that the one? Blah, 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 talking away. So then this fucking big youth, like third in the queue next to go, Went up and went, I'll have a ham and cheese on a white roll with salad. And that cornflake tart. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this the last one? Have you only fucking thought of the cornflake tart because these two have been talking about it? And he's like, no. And I nearly went full, full, full fucking ragger. Mm. And I was like, what are you doing, my dude? And he, yeah, he, he stole, luckily there was more. So we didn't, I didn't have to set the kids on them. But it's weird how I think like someone else is, in, uh, like enthusiasm into something can force someone else to fucking yeah piss me off yeah yeah I can see it stupid stupid right yeah but fucking yeah rolled me off the clock so how was it not being on the podcast then and watching it from a distance it hurt did it yeah it was kind of I was weird. wondering I mean I did think that you know we're just like we could just like not do a podcast because I, d- I didn't want to offend you. But then I thought to myself, well, you know, the fans will want to, want to hear this something. And I wanted to hear something. I didn't know if you and Mystery were going to do it. So I was like, okay. I well, can- we were going to, but then Terry and Terry Brazier and Adam Amasinger showed up at uh, training. So I was like, well, that works. We've got to hear their stories because obviously we had a fight just last weekend, yeah. just gone. And then Adam's this weekend. So. And it was super interesting as well. There's mm-hmm. not, not as many tangents. No. Which I was quite proud of. No. Because there's there's only a certain way you can take a thing. But Terry's, the, the, what Terry was talking about was fascinating. Because I was, obviously where we were is two hours ahead. So I was catching up with a load of stuff like that. But it was it's weird to see you sat in here with Eric, the gentleman, Adam and Terry here. And I was like, oh man. And, and as much as I was in baking sunshine, not caring the world, everything was fucking brilliant. I was still like, oh man. I wish I was talking on that. <laughs> so it's good. And then, because there's quite a bit of feedback as well. With people saying, where the fuck is Owen? And I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm mm. not just a useless wanker. Well, there you go there, then. So I mean, that was you know, good. Maybe it was worth you missing a couple of weeks so you could see how much the fans missed you. No, because I just started billy walking around <laughs> fucking Bulgaria. Taxi, please. Yeah. I'm not paying. It, it was weird, though. I mean, it was. It was great talking to Conan as well, though. I mean, yeah, man. Oh, what a, what a mind on a guy. Insane. Some things that he's been saying have been repeating in my brain since, since the, those conversations. He's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and... I think what I've always liked about him is there's no there's no flamboyance, there's no like mm-hmm. Charlie Big Potatoes. It's a case of you do it or you don't. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what I'm doing, and he just doesn't seem to get drawn up into any sort of bullshit. You know, you remember the um, Black Zillions and ATT, ATT. The, yeah, the, the rival, the uh, the tough, the ultimate yeah, fighter. And uh-huh. There was. A, one side, more so than the other, always seemed to be a bit more Hollywood, a bit more, I've got to say uh-huh. this, I've got to do that. Whereas it was more a case of 
just put up or shut up, really, yeah. which in the fight game speaks volumes. So, yeah, Conan for me is one of them that, it's almost like Remco for me because I know him on a personal level. Not everyone of the Conor McGregor era would see him and know exactly who he mm-hmm. is, but actually to understand what he knows and his yeah. insight into something where if you look at it as like who would queue up for an autograph for whatever reason, like the Conor queue, for example, would be out the door. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you've got OGs like Remco, yeah. Conan, Mike Brown, all these people that you haven't necessarily seen in this in this generation, you'd be like, fuck man, yeah. I'm going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's sort of what I got from that. And it was, you just sent way comfortable sat in that oh, man. environment. Like if, if, MMA's, if MMA was a tree... Like the McGregor era is that green canopy right on the top, and and Conan is the trunk. Yes, you know what I mean. He's one of those like Hoist Gracie, Marco Huas, yes, um, Mark Kerr, Mark Coleman, yeah, a lot of Marks and yes, Marcuses. yeah, there was, yeah, um, Dom Fry, Dom Fry, yeah, of course, Dan Tank Seven, Cabot. Tank Cabbage, yeah. Cabbage, Cabbage, yeah. See, I would put Cabbage the next generation. That ca- Cabbage was for me like Tim Sylvia generation. Okay, well, uh, yeah, well, he fought Tank a couple of times, didn't he? But that was later on in Tank's yeah. career. Okay, well, I'll take that. Yeah, but you, you're more, you're looking at we'll more. We'll have to do this sometime. Shamrock. We'll have to, we'll have to get, uh, get a bunch of the top's trading cards. Just play we'll Mallet's Mallet. Categori- <laughs> start categorising them. Do that. First generation MMA fighter, second generation. I am probably like fourth or fifth, I would say. Yes. Yeah, which feels weird to say. I mean, we were talking about it earlier when we were talking about tattoos and how weird it is to see yourself, how weird it is to see yourself without tattoos when you've, yeah. when you've walked and lived in this skin for such a long time. But, it was almost when, obviously, from the podcast you did with Conan was everyone asked you when you're going to fight next. And for me, it's more that tail of the tape shot of you against Amir Sadala. Because I saw a fight of you with one sleeve and I was like, huh? Weird, right? Was weird as fuck, mm-hmm. yeah. Even with a, with the Mohawk sometimes, when I'm looking for a graphic to use on the website and there's not that many that is as salt and pepper and fucking crude as, as you are now, it's always got a bit of Mohawk. I'm like, that's not Dan. No, next. <laughs> and it's the tail of the tape picture. If you looked at one of you against Amir, you still had quite a lot of tattoos. But when you look at now, if you were to have a shot now, it'd be so different. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's mm. crazy. It's crazy how quickly that transfers. I'm feeling that coming again as well. I'm feeling a another rash of tattooing coming on. I've yeah. got a few planned for Vegas. When we get out to Vegas, I've got, yeah. I've got a few I want to get done there. I want to get a load done, but I still want to swim as well. So I want to get... Mm. So we'll have to do it towards the end yeah, of the week. Yeah, I'll have all my swimming out of my way and then I'll, I'll probably get my, my tattoos at some point. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the first generation of fighters, I know jumping through cards a little bit, which we're kind of going to do because yeah, we've got a month to catch up on. Barbarina this weekend. Bar, 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 bar. There he is. Again. I love it, man. Why not? <laughs> He he surprised me ever since he fought Sage. But do you not think he is part of the first generation just born late? <laughs> and that's not taking yeah, anything uh-huh. away from his skill set or anything, but he just takes mad punches mm-hmm. and just keeps coming forward. He's, Would you say that Gaethje is as well then? Oh, 100%. Like spirit of, spirit oh, of the first generation. Yeah. Like, I can see that. You'd almost, if you, if you had a category then and you had to reallocate the fighters that are now you'd take someone like Khabib and put him into the GSP era, uh-huh. which is like a specialist of a certain mm-hmm. a certain era. Damian or even Meyer. Matt Hughes, Damien mm-hmm. Meyer, yeah, GSP. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's certain people that come out and it's just, holy shit. Yeah. This is insane. Next level. Yeah. Yeah, so I, it just made me think, because when I was watching him, I like watching Barbarina, but it was one of them where his style way fit 
something that wasn't as um, it didn't have as much fight IQ as things do mm-hmm. now. If that makes sense, yeah. he's got a wicked chin, and I think he knows that. Yeah, that he he's the kind of fighter that has a particular style, and yeah. he brings that to the table every time he fights, and it works or it doesn't. Yeah, you know, and and it it might work early, it might work late. Cardio's a weapon, toughness is a weapon, yeah. you know. Whereas, if, like, you look at some of the other guys on, on the card. I mean, if, well, let's talk about the UFC fights. Let's talk about it. Like, if you look at some of the other fighters on the card, they're far more... Uh, Luis Pena, for example, was that was one of the most impressive performances for me. I felt bad for Matt Wyman because you could see that... Dude. It, and he, he kind of wore his heart on his sleeve the whole fight week as well. He was talking about how he was feeling nervous and how he expected to feel like that. There was a real there was a real conscious process to, to fight week and he was quite honest with how he was, but like he, he just, he, he just looked overwhelmed. He looked smaller. He looked like mm. he's in the wrong weight class. Or, uh, or is that rather Pena is in the Pena's wrong weight class? Huge. He is and he's obviously, his hair makes him look bigger as well, mm-hmm. but it was more, I mean, Matt Wyman fought on uh, UFC knots. Mm. He, he, he submitted um, Sass. Was it Paul Sass? Is it Paul Sass? Yeah, I triangle. Think so. He actually triangled the triangle master. Yeah, I cornered against him with uh, Mac Danzig. Yeah, but so he's been there forever, forever. And the thing is, it, armbar first round. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah. he had no one in his corner. Like when he came over to to Knotts, he had him and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, where's your banner? Where's your yeah. where's your stuff?" And he's like, "I haven't got anything. I just came here and I fought." And it's like that's a massive. It's it is a, an old school mentality. Like it's completely a bit like, Carlos Newton, yeah, and um, Evan Tanner, yeah, you know that sort uh-huh. of style. Just fuck it, yeah. I'm fight, I'm well, like, fight. I think maybe that's where maybe that's that's a shift in the sport. Then maybe that's where you know people are now starting to settle in bigger gyms, and we're starting to see those outliers, Matt Wyman being one of them, not quite fitting in the modern yeah. day. You know, like he, he didn't. I mean, I, and I'm not I'm not putting it down to the fact that his preparation was wrong. I just think that. I think that in order to in order to beat someone like Luis Pena, you need to you need to be working with people of that kind of size. It's a massive evolution. And, yeah, and to find someone as awkward as that, you need to be at a big gym, really. I'd love to hear Luis Pena's honest opinion of what minute in what round he thought to himself, "What the fuck is it going to take to to get this guy done?" Yeah, because there's like there was so many times it was catching him, everything was clean, he was looking good, but you're like. He's not going anywhere. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, you, you look at people of the older generation that you look at like Mike uh, Mike Thomas Brown that found his feet in training and coaching. Because I mean, he beat Faber. Yeah. Was it twice? Yeah. Beat Faber twice. I mean, that was huge. When Faber was on like a 17 fight on, or 15 fight on, on beaten streak. Beat him twice and fought Jose. And then sort of came into the UFC and was like, do you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Whereas Faber was still doing it, but to me, he was slightly above because he'd beaten him twice. Yeah. But to see what he's done and what he's passing on is phenomenal. Whereas when you see someone like uh, Matt Wyman that's got all that knowledge, but sort of hasn't found that peg yet just mm-hmm. to sit into. I, I, think I think he'd probably be, a, I think he'd be a better coach as well than he is a fighter. Like, I mean, like Mike Piles now now coaching, I think the same same thing Amazing. for him. As good as a fighter as he was, I, I, I think he'll be better as a coach in the long run. And I, and I, I would say the same about, uh, about Matt Wyman. And I think a part of that is because his knowledge surpasses his technical ability. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm probably a lot like that as well. Like what I know and what I can do are two yes. different things. And I think coaching someone that has the physical capability of doing something. Yeah. Like I can teach Terry some of the best techniques to cut the, 
cut the, uh, the cage down and force yeah. someone to deal with his game. And I can teach Adam Singer how to, you know, circle around and snipe from the outside and use his, use his athleticism and his speed to his advantage. I can't necessarily do it myself. Yeah. And I think that maybe that was the, there was a point in that, in that fight where you could, you could kind of tell Matt Wyman was like, fuck like, man. yeah, like, there must have been that question a few times in his head, especially when he got back to his corner and he'd already been opened up. This is that was a rough first round. Yeah, it's, it's almost unfair that you look at as much as the weight's the same, the fact that fucking Penny's stretched out so much longer, yeah. and he's because, like you were saying about coaching, Matt Wyman isn't necessarily tall enough or long enough. So if he if he's got the skill set to pass on to someone like a Stefan Struve or mm-hmm. a Penny or someone, say you know if you did it like this, so even if he enforced his game but then had the bonus of like an extra, I don't know, six inch reach or whatever it yeah. is. It makes a massive difference yeah. because that's where you see someone like Mike Brown or Faber or whatever to be able to look at a different person that's not as small as they are. I mean, they're coaching people who are, who are huge and getting the best out of them. Same as uh, Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Ludwig almost does it in reverse. Yeah. Because he's so long and tall, he's like, oh, fuck, well, you've got to get on the inside and you've got T-Rex arms. So like, yeah, the but then you look do? at the style that Ludwig had when he was fighting, and the style of, that his fighters are, are showing us now, and they're they're very different things yeah. as well. It's like there's, there's there's an advancement in what you know and what you can teach, and and I th- you know Matt Wyman, I think he's that. Like imagine if he was training Luis Pena. Yeah, like, this is it. I, I would imagine he'd be able to pass on a lot of really interesting and useful yeah. information that Pena isn't necessarily using at the moment. But you know, it's it was frustrating to watch him. Because a part of me felt like I wanted to see him fight someone else, kind of on his level, like yes. on, like on his trajectory. Yeah, like there are some guys. I mean, what weight class was it? Was it featherweight or lightweight? Or when you got people like Clay, Guida, one fifty five. So yeah. like you could have had Matt Wyman fight someone like like Jim Miller. Exactly. You know, Joe Lozon. Yes. They'd have been they'd Clay. have been good fights. People like Clay that, would the, have been a good the, fight. Yeah. Someone of a similar kind of like we're not a contender anymore. Like Penny's on the rise. There's he's seven and one. There's a potential that he's gonna be challenging for a title. It's like I can't if, say the same about Wyman. If they were compared to the registration of cars, like an S Reg, mm-hmm. you don't fight ones that are now the O two, O three plates. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're a if you're the old school version, like a ninety eight R Reg or a two thousand W, mm-hmm. like your your time. This is this is the not worldwide part. Yeah, of the this podcast. is the British. So basically, we had <laughs> we had letters. So it went from A to Z. Well, A to Y, and that was the years. And then when we ran out of years, they changed it to like O one, O two, and all the rest of it. So that now to me is still quite a new thing, even mm-hmm. though it's fucking old as shit. The difference is, is when you see an old R reg or a N reg or M or whatever it is, they're sort of you can't compare that mm-hmm. to like your current car because it's a fucking world apart because of the, the ABS or the electric windows or whatever it is. So there's a certain element that it's still fucking good and it was good quality, yeah. but it's not the same as the next generation. Yeah. And you get some people like Diego that'll get one, drop one, get one, or even like Cowboy to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is we were on this massive hype at the minute of Cowboy, but we got to remember is like Till had a word and so did... Um, Edwards. Yeah, Edwards had a word. Mm-hmm. And looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as much as Cowboys had this newfound, what's it? He's still more of the old registrations than the new. Yeah. What about Sanchez leaving uh, Jackson Wing? Could Amazing, see, right? W- could you see that as a fight in the future? Cowboy against Diego? I think... Because there, there was some animosity when animosity, Cowboy left, wasn't there? Which is almost like you feel bad for right. Diego because it it's not hard for Diego to look crazy. Ever. <laughs> but Cowboy had made that decision 
And I don't think he was as viral or as vocal as he had to be if he felt the way he felt and if what was happening in the gym was truly happening. Yeah. Because he essentially sort of did that quiet thing and sort of went, I'm off. And then someone asked him and he was like, well, do you know what? Actually, fuck him. This has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not looking after us. They're, this, this, it's, it's a, was it a poppy mill? That's what they said. It's a poppy mill. And you see it here, there and everywhere where money rules and all the rest Some of it. Vicious poppies. Yeah, for real, vicious poppies. But it was how hard Diego reacted mm-hmm. for then... He's a very emotional person. Of course. Right? He's always like emotionally charged in everything he does, every yeah. decision he makes. But it wasn't just a passing comment of like, well, fuck that guy. It was like, now I'm going to record a specific video targeting that guy to call him out and be a bit of a shitbird. And he fucking went hard. And then now he's gone, yeah, nah, fuck it. I, I don't like him either. Yeah. And it's like, yo. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I'd, just, I'd like to see that fight though. I, I thought Diego looked pretty good in his, uh, in his last couple. Have you seen that his new... Um, have you seen his new coach though? I thought you were going to say nickname. I was going to say fuck me. Oh, is he ch- no, no, I can't tur- change that again. Oh, I can definitely see him changing his nickname again. No, please. We should get people, like tweet in if you've got an idea of what Diego's going to change his nickname to now. His, um, he's got one coach, that's, right? That's his new coach. Okay. So what I'm seeing here, we'll, it, we'll, we'll find a way of putting this up in the video because it's, it's like Michelangelo's David <laughs> from behind yeah. in colour. He looks like an interesting kind of dude. He's a, he's like a, here we go, a healer, a self-awareness expert. He's the founder of the School of Self-Awareness. He's a content creator, an online school founder, and he's also now a UFC coach. It doesn't say influencer anywhere, does it? It doesn't say influencer Okay, we can, still, no. yeah, we can still get on then. But he's influencing all of 251 people that are following him. It's well, just, it just seems like a very strange circumstance for Diego to leave one of the most established gyms in the world yeah. and, and hook up with a, with a, well, it's like Rory McDonald finding man. Jesus, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know, when, when they go yeah. crazy and they're like, oh, not Do you remember when it happened to Rampage them? as well? Oh. There was a point, Rampage was just always a monster. And then there was a point where he showed up in pride. I remember seeing him in his corner and he had a big crucifix on his shorts. I and remember it, that. You remember? And it yeah. immediately dawned on me. I'm like, Oh no, what's happened to Rampage? Yeah. yeah. And he just didn't have any fire. Yeah. He just didn't seem to want to hurt anybody. And when he lost, he was like, uh, Baby Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Why'd you always picture him as a baby Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Little, little six pound, four ounce <laughs> baby Jesus. Mate. Still tiny, but omnipotent. <laughs> I love that movie. I need How to watch many other Talladega people are not going to get Talladega Nights reference? Brilliant. It's bad though, isn't it, that you do? <laughs> what, so, what else on the cards stood out? Where, which card are we looking at? Did, where, did you watch? Well, you, you, you got to I, I the threw you way one, off. So we're, I threw no, you no, we're, we're on to Greenville now. We're, we're off and running. So this okay, is so. Molly McCann. Yo. Molly McCann. Well, right? The, it was, it <laughs> was, was shit. Nick Pete amazing. put a picture on before I got to watch it. So I was a bit frustrated, truth be told. Oh, really? Did you get a spoiler? A massive spoiler because I saw the winner. Well, what, like, what, what, what were you doing oh. on socials without watching the fight? Well, it was Saturday mm. and I'd got it into my head that it was going to be later uh. because it was Greenville. And I was just, I can't remember what time it was. Kids must have been in bed because I was sat at the back door. So I was like, what? And then, but because it was the result I wanted, I was kind of okay with it. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Because I'd spoke to uh, Mr. Rygor himself. Yeah. And, oh, uh, they love the Rygor the Dragon hashtag, by the way. It's a good, it's a good hashtag. Yeah. We, need to get yeah. a, we need to get a full papier-mâché version. Yeah. Oh, we do. For, for the sure. van. They, they actually mentioned that when they first, when they first, the, when they first uh, started with the Rygor brand, it had like a wyvern, like a dragon as part of the logo. So, I don't know. Well, we'll do that. It seemed perfect, didn't it? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Molly. Molly. Amazing, right? Yeah. 
I, I think this is a good good opportunity to raise this point. I think it, I think there comes a time where where people have to take responsibility for their own spoilers, like like things getting yeah. spoiled. Yeah. Like, if you were on Instagram, it's my own fault. I can take that. I completely take that because you know I will religiously stay off my phone normally. It was the the, the problem was that it so you was, can't blame Nick. No, I can't, and because it's his girl as well, <laughs> it's even more so. So it was like for me because I, I wanted her to win. It was just you know sometimes I get it when I'm watching a fight and I'm really invested in that fight or whoever it is, and I get that nervous energy that I almost don't want to watch it. I just yeah. want to know. I just want someone to go. Oh, I lost. I'd be like, okay, why? It used to happen a lot with Stefan. Because I'd talked to Stefan before, mm-hmm. I talked to Bob and all the rest of it, and I'd have a good chat with him before he was going into it, and then sort of lose contact fight week, yeah, and then I'd wake up Sunday morning and Stacey and I did not make eye contact, and someone's texture, yeah, wait till you see the hole that he's got in his oh, face, man, that was it. It was the it was the Mark Hunt one because I started watching that and he took Mark down. I was like, Yo, you're looking good, my dude. This is fucking cool because of all the issues we had getting his fucking banner out there and. Um, it was oh, Japan, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, Japan customs. hid his banner because they've preferred Mark Hunt. And I was literally sat there and I was watching him take him down and then I looked over at Stacey and she's like, mm-hmm. uh. I was like, what's that face? And she's like, oh. yeah, he's doing all right now. I was like, no, oh, you're not no. allowed to talk. So that was it. So That's the worst. Yeah, it's a weird See, that, energy. That's a spoiler that you're not responsible I'm for. I'm not responsible for you're that. You're not. But, but and people directly spoiler, texted me. For me going yeah. into something that someone else has put out there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just... I was in a, a a Facebook hole or whatever. I just dropped in because I just got... The, the thing is, I've lost track of days, mm-hmm. especially while I was away. Mad fucking never... I never really know what day it is anyway, unless it's Monday and we're recording, which it's not. It's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just sort of... I lose track of everything. So by the time I'd sat there and looked at it, I couldn't even text him and be like, thanks. Yeah. Fuck face. Good fight though. It was a good fight. She looked a lot better than she did in the last fight. As Every well. time. Like head movement was better, striking was tighter. Every and, time. I mean, Lipsky, like everyone was really high on her coming into the UFC. Yeah. Like she was, she was going to be a real talent. And I mean, two down now. What's nice I to see of, is I keep coming up on the card. Yeah. And it's like, you can almost see that natural progression of headlining prelims. Yeah. Because she's getting a big, a big following. I mean, there's not a, a mass of lady fighters from the mm. UK. Well, that's, that's the thing. See, I'm kind of feeling like there's an obvious trajectory that Molly and Jojo are going to meet each other. Yeah. You know? Which would be kind of good. It would be a great fight. It would be. But yeah, it'd be... A bit I, emotional I, as fuck. The one thing I did, I did love as well with Molly, when she landed that takedown, and like the whole crowd cheered, and she like saluted the crowd because she landed a takedown. That's it. Class. That's what, yeah. And her post-fight interview was great as well. You know, she was talking about... Um, how Lipsky's got two losses now in a UFC record on a UFC record, and how that must be challenging. And you know, I mean, she's just it's so easy to like. Yeah. Hi. But you know, the one fight I haven't watched, which was supposed to be on. amazing, is the Eric Spicely one. Uh, I was chatting to Paul at Rigor yesterday, and he was telling me how good that fight was. Did I watch Eric Spicely? That was the first fight of the night. I haven't seen that no, one yet, I so I'm going to go back and watch it. I didn't watch it because, to be fair, I've been trying to catch up with so much content. I've got all the Raptors gear that Dude, was. Um, yeah. I mean, Florida blew my mind because I wasn't We're, there. There's so much more to put out. We've got loads and loads. What, like, what did you say, 10 hours of stuff? Yeah, but that was including podcasts and things like okay. that. Okay. Well, yeah. So you've had like, so you've had 90 minutes of it. And yeah. Yeah. So, th- so there's, there's about, probably about eight, eight, seven or eight hours left. Which there's is some awesome stuff. That Masvidal footage. and th- Amazing. Oh, did you see that uh, Orlovsky posted a photo on his Instagram? Was it yesterday, the day before? Of him at that track? Yeah. 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 Track's famous. 
tropical park near, in Miami. It was it was all it was really nice, and it was like there was a mad thunderstorm driving down there. Mad thunderstorm. Really? Did we, did you get a bit of tropical that weather? Well? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like everybody slowed down. We're doing like ten miles an hour on the freeway because it was so heavy. It's just a river underneath us in the Shit. car. Um, so I, I messaged Masvidal. I'm like, are you still are you still training in this weather? And by that time, you must have already started. And we got there, and it cleared up. But it was like it was like Sticky. like misty and yeah, proper like Florida evening and like lightning going. It was just it was it was awesome. And he's like running around the track doing sprints, and he's hitting pads. Then it starts to rain, so he's shadow boxing under the bleachers and. Just the conversation we had was was just absolute gold. I can't wait to. I mean, what well, the trailer has got like eleven, twelve thousand views. People are. Is it not really? Really, so people are loving Masvidal at the moment. Well, he's the boy. He it's is. hard not yeah. to love him. Mm. I mean, we spoke about Masvidal with Ross Edgley. Yeah, and I know he's relatively new to the sport, but he was at the time trying to understand why he got till. Mm-hmm. And we were almost saying, look, he's like a, he's essentially a Diaz brother. Yeah, to to a massive amount. Yeah. and you said that. Yeah, but it's true because. A bit more dedicated and, and more polished technically. He's just, though, he's say, just an OG. At least on, on the feet. Isn't he? Yeah. He's just an OG. I mean, the fact that he fought Paulie 25 years ago is insane. Yeah. And survived against mm. Paulie back in the day. Um, just touching on uh, Olovsky when you said that then. Shout out to Andre Olovsky. Proud of my wife moment. Mm-hmm. We watched Chernobyl the other day. I don't know if you've seen it. If you want to scare the fuck out of yourself, watch Chernobyl. It's amazing. I've but, heard it's amazing. It's but good. I don't need to be scaring the fuck out of myself. Well, it's one of them where... The, Life's scary enough as it yeah, is. Yeah, well, the, it's good. It's, it's it's really good. And the way they film it is old school. And it's just, it's insane. Like, the, the fact that it's happened when we were born, not quite you, but when we were born, it happened. Hatched. Yeah. yeah. Raptor, <laughs> raptors hatch. They're, they're not born. They're <laughs> you laid bred they raptors? <laughs> you bred raptors. <laughs> <laughs> like Warburton's bread. So we were sat watching that and at one point it pans across and it goes from where they are at Chernobyl and it goes across to Minsk, Belarus and stays nice, turned nice around to me. To say, isn't it? Minsk. Minsk. And she looked at me and she went, you know where Orlovsky's from? And I was like, oh, marry me again. There we go. Like, just Look at that. Instant pride. Like, <laughs> I don't think I watched the rest of the episode. I was just like, and she was like, are you all right? I was just tearing up. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's all right. Like a proper cartoon where your pupils turn into love hearts. This is it. This is oh. it. Stacey used to watch it a lot because her favourite was Rich Franklin. And then when he got murdered by Anderson Silva, she just cried and hasn't really watched it since. Mm. It was one of them, I was like... Was that the end of the dream? It was. It was because it was, it was one of them where he came out and he'd been champ for, I don't know, two or three years and he's pink and brown. Yeah. Smashing everyone pink up. Pink and brown. Yeah, the same. Math teacher. Yeah, yeah. Pink and brown math teacher with a George Gagel puppet. <laughs> and the American Pie logo on Did his you t-shirt. Notice how perfect George Gajel's eyebrows were. Everything about him was perfect. They were just they were like apart from his stand up. Well, yeah, he but he was a fun fighter to he watch. Fucking wasn't was, man. He I mean, fucking was. He used he was face first. Yeah, that's it. It's another another gaugey, mm. really. That'd but, have been a good fight. Yeah, that was that did was. Did he ever fight Roger Huerta? Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah Roger Huerta had a lot of fucking mm. amazing fights. To be fair, yeah. first person from UFC to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Is that right? Yep. He was a good looking dude. Well, he copied the Dust Till Dawn tattoo, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. That's what he did. He watched Dust Till Dawn, got the tattoo, had a couple of street fights. Did a few sit-ups. Fucking loads of sit-ups, yeah. right? He was the first one to wear Valley Tudo shorts on him and be like, oh, this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's just me old lad. Don't worry <laughs> just, about it. Just me old lad. That's it. Just this thing clinging to my thigh. Yeah. Well, that's it. What's he doing I now? never watched fighting for that, Owen. I don't know what you're talking about. But there about. is a video of him I'm, I'm, fighting on the street and it doesn't look the same when he's in jeans. 
it's not, not, it's not as menacing. As, not the same as the uh, the Phil Baroni doing push-ups in his denim cutoffs, then. Dude, in his Daisy Dukes. Phil Baroni doing anything and anything is gold. I just I just need a, a fucking direct line to. to I Phil don't know Baroni. why, but he always wants to fight me. I love that. He man. always wants to fight me. I love me. that that he's taking the time out to go fight me. Yeah, yeah. Not even a question, question mark. mark. <laughs> there was no question mark in the message. Mate. Anyway, no, that's, crazy. Another, that's another story for another day. It is. Uh, um, what about Rosenstroik? Jairzinho Rosenstroik and all of the nine seconds that it took him to blast Alan Crowder out. I, that was ridiculous. Did you see it? No. Dropped him with a jab. When you saw Crowder's eyes just yeah. spinning backwards in his eyes as he sat down and was like, what the fuck was I that? I don't like this. He's like, is this a train track? Am I standing on a train track right now? And yeah. then Jairzinho just stepped over him one more time. And, and you know when you get when you see those shots where the guy's just sitting up and there's some strength in their neck and they get that one hit yeah. and you just see the whole body just... It's, it's like when... <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not nice. Yeah. Who did I watch? I watched the um, Andrea Lee. KGB. How good does she sound with a Southern drawl? <laughs> So she put a cowboy hat and I was like, yo, I am listening to this post-fighting <laughs> Just say words to me. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. Just talk to me like a Texan. It's so, it's so strange that her nickname's KGB and she wears a cowboy hat. It's yeah. like... Mm. Especially after I watched Chernobyl and I was like, do you know what KGB is? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you've used it for You know what else. was funny is uh, Paul Daly, uh, when he was on the Cage Warriors forum, um, so my nickname on the Cage Warriors forum was The Outlaw, Paul Daly's you would think it was Semtex, yeah. was not, it was KGB. Ah. And nobody ever knew why it was KGB and he used to get asked that question all the time and it stood for keeps getting better. Oh, it's almost like his faith of the mustard seed, yeah. isn't it? Like, <laughs> I expect something way more gangster from Paulie. I know. Like, fuck you, Keeps mother. getting busted. Do you that know what I mean? Better. Yeah, keeps getting busted, <laughs> yeah. Keeps, get, keeps getting brained. I've got some stories about Paul Daly Mate. that one day I will, I will share at some point. A that, lot of it that'd be a movie in itself, book. wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, would. it would. It is. It, it could literally be a a, a Guy Ritchie movie. He's hilarious. Could you Paul. imagine Guy Ritchie doing a movie called Semtex? <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? I reckon who would play Dana White, like Ian Freeman or something. Ian Freeman. Can you? imagine? That'd be good, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Can you imagine? You just have to put some blocks under his shoes. Yeah. So what about Chance and John? Let's wow. talk about that, and then I want to talk about fights this weekend, or a bit of Bellator, a bit of Terry. Okay. Well. What what I forgot was his last fight was fucking insane with that reverse back elbow elbow mm-hmm. against Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, he's just a he's a he's a highlight reel, isn't it? Dude, when he came back, it looked like when he stopped Mark Hominick. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Like Mark Hominick, had Mark Hominick just gone five Seven rounds with seconds. Jose. Yeah, Mark, Twister against Leonard Garcia. Yeah, Darce choked Dustin Poirier. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't ever seem to stop. Obviously, that's why he's a fucking zombie. But when he, bear in mind, Mark Hominick went five rounds with Jose, looked good, but had a massive hematoma on his head. Mm. Came back and he finished him in about ten seconds. Yeah. And then when he came out and did that again after his war with uh, Yair, I was like, yo, fucking hell. Mm. And it. And the thing was, I watched it half a dozen times, and it was just the fact that everything was measured. Absolutely bang on. And even when he was falling, he's like, just another one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that one, the one that he caught him with on the way down. Yeah, wow. And Moicano's good. We were watching him uh, training uh, ATT and he's just, and everybody that spoke spoke about him as well was talking about how good he he's is. He's always been good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's a huge win for him. He just needs to put a couple together now, you know what I mean? He, he needs to get a bit of a win streak together and stay relevant, stay current. Yeah. 
you know like I'd like I'd, I'd like to see him fight at, at least well twice more this year I mean we can't see him fight once a year can we he yeah, had that big that. breakout when he was when he went to, um, when he went into the military as well he did military service yes yeah two years yeah so we lost him for a while I mean the Leonard Garcia was the biggest thing for me because oh, the first fight he had was batshit crazy oh. and then the second fight wasn't the twister at the end of like the second or something mm-hmm. he was like real close it was, only, for, was it the first twister in the UFC as well? I, I think, think so, was. yeah. But it, it was like within a couple of seconds of the round being finished. And it was 4.59 of the second. Yeah, it was. How do you remember that? It's just not easy, man. I've got no times table. I've got no nothing else. Just fucking batshit stupid stats. knowledge of bollocks. Stato. Yeah, that's yeah. It. It, it. When he when he was doing that, and then obviously the two, Leonard Garcia was fucking amazing. And I mean, even against Jose. Mm-hmm. Look good. Yeah. I know. Uh, did, yeah, he fought Jose, he right? Fought, yeah, yeah, he yeah, lost, lost he, in the fourth was round. Was it a spinning back kick to down. the stomach? Yeah. Yeah. I think. What, what's fun about this is, as well, and the UFC marketing have kind of helped us out with this, is that you can you can check to see how big of a UFC fan somebody is. Okay. And you can you can be like, oh, yeah, but I'm a big fan of Chan Sun Jung. Uh, and they're like, yeah. who? Because they even put zombie at the they bottom, do. don't they? They put Korean zombie on the... Yeah. Um, on the thing, yeah, it's like I'm going to demand if I ever fought again, I'm, I'm going to demand they just use my nickname, KGB. <laughs> yeah, well, it's KGB. Like, what remember- would the B stand for if it was me? Baked. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps getting baked. With Phil Baroni stood in the octagon, just dead pleased to be there. Just doing push-ups in the sand yeah. in his denim shorts. All right, it's like, <laughs> what's he doing here? And why has he got Chris Lieben with him? <laughs> I want to give him a chance. It's like Sexyama, isn't it? Was that his name Yoshihiro Akiyama? Yeah. I remember one of my favourite ever walkouts that I've experienced live was when Akiyama fought Chris Lieben. Wow. Because that was the... F- they were oh, no, so it different, the walkouts. Yeah. It was somewhere, at, like maybe Mandalay Bay or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. in Vegas, I'm sure. And as, as, like, as Akiyama walked out, you know how he does to whatever music it is, I can't remember now, holding hands, like tears in his eyes, the yeah. whole arena like he's just got married yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah more like a funeral actually and like the whole <laughs> arena goes blue and you're like like do I stand up I'm supposed to take my hat off do yeah I put my, you know you're not really sure exactly what you're What's supposed to do him? yeah and then you kind of start to feel this emotion he gets to the arena and you're like oh my god those about to die we salute you yeah and then Chris Lieben comes bouncing Some into red hot chili peppers fucking red just, hair yeah it, yeah. Was just, it was like uh, oh is it roller coaster of love or something like that I think it was it was brilliant Anyway, but it was such a juxtaposition of walkouts. Man. I keep, I keep looking at that. I want to open that. We want to open it. You're getting itchy fingers. I am. It's like, it's been here for what, three days now? I've had it for over a week and I was like, maybe I've just so open it a bit and then I sort of, I might put mad shit in there like, I don't know, fucking Eventually, love eggs or something. Like, love eggs. Loot crate, thanks a lot. Eventually, loot crate are going to notice that we're doing this and then we're going to have to, st- we're not, we're not, not going to have to pay for them anymore. Yeah. But in the meantime, I don't mind because I'm enjoying the process. Yeah, we maybe need to tag them in it a bit more often. <laughs> like, yeah, we you know we've done this yeah. four yeah. times now. No. Not, not into that. If they, if they come, they'll come. Um, so what are you going to say? What are you going to, that was, so what have we done? We've done Greensville. We've done Greensville. Greensville. That was nice. Right? Is there anything so you want to talk recent. about on the Bellator card aside from Terry? Because, Bellator. Let me ask. Cause I was in transit for most of that card. So I've only seen bits. Oh, what about the bare knuckle boxing? Oh man. The autumn and yeah. Paulie. Paulie. I don't know. It just didn't live up to anything. I, no. I thought it was going to be shit. I don't know what people expected. I really don't. I think what I loved about it, and I'm not saying it was shit because obviously whenever these things happen, it takes balls for anyone to do any of this stuff. So it's, it's always like, 
a mad respect, but it's at the same time you've got such a high expectation of something. It's like whenever there's, I don't know, use fucking, um, what's his name? Engano. Mm-hmm. When Engano fought uh, Derek Lewis, and he's yeah. like, oh, it's going to be, everyone's going to be dead. You're like, well, nothing happened. Yeah. Kimbo against, and. <laughs> everyone's going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? So exciting. We're all going to die. die. <laughs> Kimbo slice against Houston Alexander. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be massive. Fuck all happens. Yeah. Like, really? Play uh-huh. the game. So, because of the Jason, Jason Knight thing, it was good, and seeing Artem and doing everything. I mean, the, the biggest issue that I took with anything was the fact that he got spat on. Yeah, it's just. I'm not into spitting. It's just. There's no it's, need. It's proper dirt. It is. It's pure dirt bag. Like, fuck off, man. <laughs> you, that hit me, but don't fucking spit at me. Yeah. Because that's just a bit. That's dog wank. It is. So don't do that. So when he did that, I was just like, as much as I don't care who wins, that just made me instantly think, Paulie, come on, man. Mm. You're desperate. That's like, that's like a kid lashing out. You yeah. fucking muppet. So <laughs> when they did fight, I only saw a few of the highlights and I was like, I've really not missed anything. Mm. I think he maybe, maybe uh, you know, as the fight was approaching, he realised he kind of backed himself into a corner. For real. And that he, he now had to fight bare knuckle against someone yeah. that's just going to... His hands are too delicate. There no was set, no way yeah. he was going to be able to stop Artem walking forward. Yeah. He could hit him with break a jab his hand? all day. Oh, I don't know. They were probably broken going in. Yeah. Like, was were, he, he, was, he was always so delicate when he was boxing. He never, never hit particularly hard. No. It was just never going to work out well for him. I don't... I, I'm... It shows a lack of control that he got drawn into a into an argument that ended up in a fight, and he didn't even get the fight that he wanted. He wanted Connor, like he doesn't. Yeah. He didn't want to fight Artem. He wanted to fight Connor. Yeah, but then now yeah. Connor can sit back quite easy because not go, like why he would wants I fight, to fight yeah. him anyway and go Artem for you. Artem beat you. Artem's fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how close it was. Yeah, who cares? But yeah, there, there, there seemed to be way too much chatter about it, and it, I sort of got distracted with a bit of it, and then I found myself yeah. watching it, thinking, "What the fuck am I watching?" Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was yeah. weird because I've got so much to catch up on. It was one of them where it was quite easy to move away from. But I did like Anthony Rumble Johnson's input in everything. Just the size of him, just stood behind Artem. He was like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and he's just, such, he's fucking massive. Yeah. Well, you don't, oh, lads, stop it. You remember when John Jones and DC met in the middle with, what's yeah. his name? Um, who was stood in the middle with them? Oh, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Shaw. No, Dave Shaw. Dave Shaw, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Imagine being that dude and just seeing John Jones coming like this. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Your bum's doing 50p, 20p. <laughs> like fucking twitching like a bunny's nose. You know what they could have done though with Anthony Johnson? They could have, instead of having them face off, it, we could have just had Anthony Johnson just lift them both into the picture. Or hold just them Just by the buckets. scruff of their neck. Yeah. Just by the scruff of their neck and just hold them nose to nose. Like the dog on and Duck And then they start to like claw at <laughs> yeah. each other. Ah, 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 hey. ah, you two. Come on. What Be nice. I say? Be nice. Like you're like you're introducing two two puppies for the first time, <laughs> yeah. Like that dog on Duck Hunt on Nintendo. Can you remember when you shoot the dogs? And be like, I've got him. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah, that photo is great. Although your eyes, I don't know what's going on with your eyes. Like you've not been not been awake, not been asleep for like three days. Maybe um, he's been busy. Maybe he's been busy. Maybe he's been busy. You know, one thing I am interested to see is how the uh, the content pans out from the IMAF stuff, and uh, you know, and and what people noticed that he was focusing more on, and how his how his crushes were playing into the content. I like it. He, is like he's it. giggling now, like yeah. he knows exactly what I'm talking about, and you, I knew this was going to happen. Did it start out with? As oh, soon as fight. you sent me that photo of you, like that selfie, I was like, that's it. Yeah, that's it, We've it's lost no him. longer IMAF. We've lost it's him. No longer about IMAF. Look at all these fights. It's about one particular fight. Boobs. <laughs> 
Exactly. Like, what? Yeah, thank fucks you want gold. Yeah, because yeah. now you look like some kind of mi- some kind of mystic. Yeah, there you go. Mystic mystery nonsense, nonsense. Following his instincts. Who are you following around? Mm. No one. I think I'm an MMA expert today. I think she might be the one that's going to win. So I'll focus all of my attention on her. All of it. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> Where's <laughs> he knows it? Yeah, for he's real. Stitches now. Yeah. This is why we're not got the Raptor cam on. Is that's it? exactly it. So yeah. you can so you can hide from it. Guilt today. cam. Yeah, yeah. This that's is what it's called. Guilt, guilt, guilt cam. <laughs> Do you know her? <laughs> lie detector says that's a lie. Yeah. Well, she was, n- she was really good though. Mm. Of course. Mm. Yeah. We would never doubt. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk when next time. Next time when we set up with the Raptor mic, we'll talk about IMAF because it was a, it was a solid week and the yeah. content. Go and have a look on the YouTube channel. Aside from the podcast, there's a bunch of other stuff. There's some IMAF videos. We've got loads of stuff from uh, Miami and ATT coming up loads of well the Masvidal thing will be up soon we've got some some great content with a bunch of people so was was your interest in this gold medalist on the same level of the fight disciples with Shevchenko and <laughs> Yonin and Jacek is, is it sock talk <laughs> sock talk sock talk with mystery <laughs> yeah anyway where okay. were we talk about socks what Talking do you reckon to the new ones what do you dude, think to them those full reptile socks are wicked the one, the, uh, one thing, yeah. just while you're on that, on mm. the clothing, can we let people know there is clothing? There is clothing. Yeah, this was this was brought to our attention by uh, by some of the other the rest of the collective, and they were like, you, you know, people have been asking on the podcast. You comments. should do merch. Yeah, we do. We do merch. We have merch. Fullreptilecollective.co.uk. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's out there, man. It is out there. There's anyway, um, we've got a second 100 coming up as well. We've we have to start planning that, and the first 100 for the Raptors. So, so start saving your pennies because you're going to want both of these boxes. Do we need to give a bit of history about the first 100 and the second 100? Uh, we could do. Well, the first 100 was that was the kind of the launch of the company. We did 100 boxes, and we we basically once they were gone, they were gone, and they had a bunch of stuff in them. That's right. And that was the very first the start. And what's funny is like, look, if you look back now, it was a good box, but in comparison to what we're doing now, it's insane. So yeah, you know, we're we're, we're leveling up. We're, yeah. That's why we like the loot crate because we like to see what they put together for us. This is it. So um, I mean, what what did we get in the first one? The first one hundred, you got um, stickers, a signed book, a bag of coffee, our yeah. first house blend, yeah. a T-shirt which was limited to it was a gold and black visionary, yeah. uh, limited to just a hundred, yeah. and pin badge, pin badge, bookmark, yeah. And that was it. But it was all nicely wrapped up in tissue paper at the chapel and all stamped up. Yeah, God, that was a long, long week. Yes. Getting all those together. Yeah. But, but then so, this one's, we've got, we've got socks in the next one, haven't we? Yeah, so we've, we've branched out. We've got a few, because it spun me out a bit. When I got back, I got a lot of things to edit and shoot for the new drop that we, that we launched on Friday. And I know that we've got an accessories tab on the website, but we never had a key ring in there. And I was like, you fucking let down. Like, <laughs> who the fuck has accessories but no key ring? This fucking idiot. So I was like, all right, so we've got that sorted and we've got a wicked key ring now, which is also good as a throwing star, I found. Is that right? Yeah, it's sharp as fuck. It is sharp, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. I like it though, it's... Uh, i tell you what it's really useful for is opening the battery compartment on cameras. Yes, that's what I did it for. Which, <laughs> that's exactly what it was designed. It's a creative design. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So we've got we've got a second 100 box coming out for Full Rectile Collective, which will have different stuff in it key rings yeah, yeah. t-shirts a couple of t-shirts this time yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna do, do a couple of this time socks and just oh, no, we're all limited so as you know the majority of things that we do are limited to a certain number so it's not just saturated with anything yeah and obviously you can only get them from us so if you if you do manage to get one of the hundred 
you'll know that that won't be released again in in that sort of uh, yeah. in that colorway or whatever it is. And then obviously the Raptors, we've the, getting quite a lot of feedback from our Raptors stuff. Well, when I wear yeah. it. People, yeah, yeah, I've been wearing Raptors Raptors stuff quite a bit. So we're gonna have stuff. We're gonna have a, a shirt and a sweatshirt that you can always get on the site. But then we're gonna do a first one hundred with like pin badges and stickers. Yeah. And, and a cool lighter. A cool light. A co- the cool lighter. I have bottle a cool lighter in my lighter. pocket, but I'm not going to show anyone. No, bottle of lighter, pin badge, socks. Cool yeah, lighter. We haven't socks. shown you the socks yet, but I think you're going to dig them. Anyway, you will dig them big time. Um, so yeah, that. So that's that's coming. That's up. coming. That's so coming. what were you uh, what were you telling me before I completely well, distracted you with something? We were just going to briefly discuss Bellator because Terry Brazier was incredibly impressive. Okay, let's go there. He, he was uh, his opponent, Alejandro. Boaty, I think his name was. I don't remember. He was. It was an, a late notice replacement because we'd prepared another for, late notice yeah. replacement. Like how many people did he have on there? Wasn't I think it? four. Like, I think he was the fourth opponent, fourth or maybe even fifth. So there were loads of changes in opponent, and so it, it kind of. I mean, the thing is with Terry, he's he's one of those he's one of those kind of fighters like I, like I was talking about earlier that he's got a style, yeah. and he brings that to the every fight it's the same style every fight he adds things to it he tweaks things about it but fundamentally he's going to march you down and beat the hell out of you that's his game he's the dominator that's why he's, his nickname yeah, is yeah. such and so when you've got a different op- opponent changes I think that that style of fighting is far more valuable because it does it, it matters a lot less what you're dealing with yeah, it's like specialist me, exactly like me as a counter striker I need to watch my opponent to see what movement patterns I can identify and see where I can exploit those movement patterns okay and then see you know see what they bite on see what what they're more conscious of like do they reach for a jab do they cover you know do they shell up and yeah. leave me a channel in the centre those kind of things whereas if you Terry like so Th- those things are kind of secondary. Yeah. The most important thing is that you enforce your game on them. So the changes of opponents didn't matter too much. No. And like by the time fight came around, it didn't even matter who he was fighting. It's just like, okay, do these things. If you do these things, you'll be the best version of yourself yeah. right now. And and he did that. I mean, to, he, you know, he met a bit of a, adversity, but... But to pull out the submission that he did and that he's still going for something mm, that late into the third. Yeah. Sweep, it, sweep with a Kimura... Mm-hmm. Into, a into crucifix and wow. then Americana finish. See, it always it's almost that DJ mentality. You know, when DJ was champion, defended his belt a thousand times. And then, was it Ray Borg? Mm-hmm. When it was in the fourth, he clearly smashed the fuck through him. And he then was still going for an acrobatic backflip armbar into helicopter monkey spin. And it was like, fucking hell, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he, like, he had no reason to do that. That's Terry though. Like, and, that, like, and that's what I admire. Yeah. I, put, I put a post up the day after of me, uh, me and Eric and Eddie Cohn in his corner. And just kind of basically, it, I, did, I wanted to keep it short because I wanted a lot of people to, to read it. And I, and I know that, you know, there are a lot of young fighters that follow me and, and they, you know, they look at my posts and I know they're busy, so I don't want to put, like John Danaher puts these amazing posts up, but it will take me 15 minutes to yeah, read it. Yeah. And I wanted something that was a bit bite-sized that would stick in someone's brain so next time they walk into the gym, they can remember, yes. they, they can remind themselves. And it, it was just like, just tr- watch Terry Brazier and just try and work as hard as he does. Which is not... Just try and do it. I well, mean, it's, 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 it's horrendous, the pace that he works yeah. at, all the way through training camp. But that was even on the podcast when you were talking, because it's not like he was saying, you know, I'm fucking hard as fuck. And I've been doing this and I've been fighting forever. Like when I talk to you and I understand like you went into fighting at the same time that I went into motorbike trials. Mm-hmm. So my entire energy was focused into learning how to be the best at trialing. So... I loved it, and then I can get on any bike now. I can stand it on its nose. I can do whatever, and that was because that was my life. 
Whereas yours is fighting and it always has been and, and, and that's how you've moved forward. Whereas when you see someone like Dean come along, that obviously one of the collected, Dean Amasinger, he didn't start as early as you did. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of catching up in that, that you look back and you think, fucking hell, to do what you've done is impressive. But when you see someone like Terry that never did it, was in the army, served in a completely different way, then mm. came back out and was like, do you know what? I'm suffering with this. I'm going to try that. And you're like, that's yeah. fucking brave as fuck. That's, yeah. that's batshit crazy. So to see him achieve what he has done, especially after the last one, when it was sort of a, it was over before it begun and almost that shake your head cartoon style, like, what? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the real Terry. So to see him go, no, do you know what? I'm going to fucking do this. And to watch him and Adam on the story, because obviously you, you see it almost as a bit of a family. And obviously we saw Terry and Adam at Dean's mum's when we did a coffee roasting ceremony. So you sit down, you talk to him, you're fighting his kids. And it's nice because you get to know a person on a different level. And so then when you see him out in Thailand and you see what he's doing, it's the dedication mm-hmm. is phenomenal. But to, to do that and just make that decision and go, I'm going to fight now. It's like, yeah. it's fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, the, the thing is, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's really been a benefit to him. And I mean, as you, as people could hear on the podcast, like the, it's, it's allowed him to bridge that gap and find a way of dealing with the things he was struggling with and manifest that in a positive way. And I think, I mean, there are life lessons to be learned from that, like outside of MMA entirely. I, I think he's a he's, a, he's a, a real interesting character and I think that he's, I just think he's a good representation of what hard work can do for you. Yeah, you know? definitely. I, I, I love the way that he fights. I especially like the fact that he doesn't have the same kind of, like 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 we were talking about with Adam Amasinga, like they're, and I said this to them, they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. Like, and it's the age thing as yeah. well. And, and the thing is, what people won't know and what people will find out at some point is Adam does have that grind as well, which is why he's such a unique fighter. Yeah. Because Terry's got the grind, but he doesn't have that, like, that technical finesse that Adam's got, that ability to move so smoothly. It makes it work for him. And there's something to be said for awkward timing. I mean, you look at uh, Keith Jardine, for example. Dude. Like really, kind of awkward yeah, timing. Tony Ferguson. Yeah, and Tony, uh, Tony, uh, Tiago Santos. Yeah. I was, I was doing uh, that. Breakdowns coming out soon. Um, and the more fights I watched with him, the more I realised how awkward his timing is. Like punching across himself, just because there's an opportunity to hit his opponent. Yeah. It, it's really unusual. There's something to be said for it. But like, if I look at Terry in comparison to Adam, who I can't wait to see perform this weekend, just the 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 smooth agility that he's got yeah the ability to shift gears and shift speeds and to hit people and, and be gone like which to put it all together that at gives him options that terry doesn't yeah. have you know it, it's putting that all together like when you look at someone back in there like matt hughes who is predominantly a wrestler mm. and then had to learn how to defend x y and z when you see someone like adam who's obviously been around it his entire life but then if your footwork isn't in time with your head movement which i know sounds stupid but mm. when you see someone actually put it together and you see someone that's just having a go, it's a world apart. Yeah, yeah. So to see that, I mean, I can't wait to see Adam fight again. It's, I think it's, it's just, ex- it's always exciting when you mm-hmm. know someone, but it, it feels weird as well to watch him because you get that weird, I get that weird sick feeling whenever bit, I watch A little someone. bit anxious. Yeah, yeah, for real. I'll be in his corner this weekend before I start working the main card and it's like, I'll be doing, obviously I'll be doing, doing some research for the fights on the main card, but my brain will be on that. And we've got uh, James Hendon fighting as well yeah. this weekend, the Honey Badger. Who again is just animal? He's, yeah, he's going to be a real. Well, his last fight, he looked. If you haven't seen it, it's on Fight Pass. Mm. Go and watch it, the Honey Badger, because he honestly blew me away. And the thing is, the size of him, 
when he when we were body power and he came in and was like, All right, mate, I was like, Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. You're my size. Yeah. That's worrying. Yeah. What have I done with my life? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you want me yeah. to draw you a logo? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, it was uh it's interesting. I mean, did you see the the, the just going on to uh, a social element of the beef between Aaron Chalmers and Paddy Pimlet? Yes. No, is there beef? There was because the thing was, I look at it as an outsider because I haven't watched Geordie Shaw for years, but I, I watched a first the first couple of seasons and it was all stemmed from Jersey Shaw and it was interesting just to see how a social thing will go because it's like you go from nothing to be chucked in a house and it's a bit, it's big brothery but a bit set up and a bit weird. So you're watching this and like then you realise after a while this is the same shit every week, sack it off. And Aaron Chalmers came out and he obviously went out there and he trained and he had a go and he got shown up in his last fight, I think, but then he's come back and done it. And the article that I read initially was Aaron Chalmers has paid someone's bet that basically he said he was going to knock him out and he didn't, he subbed him. So like he had an accumulator that was fucking spot on, but that was the one that was off. So he messaged him direct, said, dude, send me a paper, I'll send you the money you've lost. Which I was like, fuck man, that's how pretty stand up. That's, that's, that's interesting that you've done that. And obviously it's all for promotion and what's it, because I have seen things where there's pictures of him with stacks of money, which I think is pretty ugly at the same time. It's mm-hmm. almost back to that Connor photo shoot where he's at the fucking vault and it's mm-hmm. like, really? Changed after that, things changed and that's, that's sort of where we didn't want to go. So when I saw that, I was like, fucking that's crazy. And then I was on Twitter and it, someone said, if you want a bit of MMA beef, Aaron Chalmers and Paddy are going at it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And basically, I think someone had said something and he essentially had said to Paddy, get a couple of wins under your belt and then we'll talk. <laughs> and it was almost one of them where it's like, oh, do you know what you've just said? And do you know who you've just said it to <laughs> Because even if you don't believe it or it's part of the story, mm. there was still a better angle of doing that. If yeah. you wanted to call, cause beef, it was like, it just seemed a little bit uneducated, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. That was, then that is, is that a fight that's ever going to happen though? I mean, what, uh, Chalmers is 170, isn't he? I'm not sure. The different weight classes, aren't they? Well, that could, I mean, Paddy's massive right now. I'm about to say, yeah, he's 170. That'd be good. That'd be good to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for domestic fights like yeah. that. I'm all for people falling out and fighting. I'm, it makes it more entertaining. Yeah, I do love a bit of beef. Was it? Is that because I was it? The problem is when the Twitter feed is that long. I try and grab bits, mm-hmm. but uh, but my interest is there's, yeah. there's no pictures or gifts. I'm fucking out. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? If there's if there's not like, I don't know, fucking Jonah Hill doing this every once in a while. Yeah. I see that pop up. Oh, fucking... Let's yeah. talk about the fights this weekend. Go on. What we got let's, for? Yeah. Let's so, Ngannou Santos, let's start there. Wow. Well, How are you feeling about... Oh, Rocco Martin against Damian Myers on this card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some good stuff with Rocco Martin. He was... He is massive. To think he used to fight at lightweight is ridiculous. Really? He's huge. I And I think... I mean... I'm glad he's got an, an opportunity to fight someone like Damian Meyer. And I think Meyer's a great, is a great litmus test to see where your skills are at. Yeah. Because How if you can't, you yeah. Can you deal with a specialist in any range? Yeah. If you can deal with a specialist or at least have enough in the other ranges to shut him down and beat him that way, then yes, you're ready to set that step up. Yeah. I, I think Damian Meyer's a good test for him. And I think Rocco's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, you know, I don't think Myers in the best years of his career, but I think Rocco Martin's certainly uh, 
certainly will. He's a challenge. Yeah, and he'll stand to he'll stand to get a lot of a lot of credit for it because a lot of people know Damien Maia. Well, yeah, because at the minute he's on Coco Main, isn't he? So I mean, if mm. he, that's that's a good spot to have, and and it, it's easy for Dana to say if you if you win, you've justified your spot. Yeah. If you lose, you back down. It's a good sign to see flyweights in the co-main events. Yeah, for real, man. We've got Obi-Wan, Joby, Joby-Wan Kenobi. Mm. Formiga looked good as well. We were watching him hitting, the, hitting pads the other week. He's, he's, he's just one of those guys. You're just like, where is the weakness in his game? Yeah. I don't think Benavides has ever been the same after uh, DJ knocked him out. Yeah, that, yeah. Because that was, that was big. Mm. Because, it, because they went five... And it looked, it was, it could have, it was close either way. Mm-hmm. I know, I know DJ won, but it was, it was pretty fucking close. And didn't he fight Uncle Creepy as well? Yeah. And it's, it's always close and he's just that grinder. I think the, the worst thing is for Benavidez is, is just what he's been naturally gifted with aren't really that long. His arms aren't that long. His mm-hmm. legs aren't, he's just, he's under tall yeah. and undersized for his talent and his, and his uh, desire. Yeah. If that makes sense. I know what you mean. And he's, he's got a, and it, the thing is as well is because of his style of fighting he's, he's got a very unorthodox movement patterns very rare does he put his hands up occasionally he'll step into range and put his hands up but most of the time he has them down by his waist yeah. and he switches and he lunges and he reaches yeah. and someone that's fast and able to read those movement patterns because there are some consistencies in his movement patterns as random as it looks sometimes same with Dominic Cruz yeah. like for as random as his movement patterns look it looks fancy he's used the same things over and over exactly. again you've just got to recognise the patterns that's it's, it. it's a high level pattern which is why it's difficult to that's spot. why like someone like Cody and TJ could look at that and go ah mm-hmm. You're doing the six, seven, eight step yeah. shit, boy. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, got <that> fucking, <laughs> I got that wrapped up. Yeah. You got the shimmy shake. So that see, that's my concern with this one with Benavidez going in against Formiga is that although Formiga's got a more predictable style in himself and the way that he fights because he is so good and Benavidez is so wide open, there are opportunities where Formiga's going to be able to kind of walk his way into range and start yeah. hitting him as he moves. I'd love to see, because obviously Benavidez has got a win over... Henry Cejudo hasn't he mm-hmm. from the Ultimate Fighter and yeah. I know it was close but I also think I mean just switching completely a bit I think Faber's got a good chance against Henry Cejudo mm. I'd, I'd put money on Faber against Cejudo I mean watching him the other day I was devastated when I thought that Marais was going to smash the fuck out of him and it's more his personality that's frustrating me Yeah, because it's just such mm-hmm. an awkward It's I don't know it's like he's got the the budget version of how to create an alter ego from like, you know, when you go to a supermarket and they've got like, it's not called Robocop. It's not a real figure. It's like cop robot, robot police. (laughs) It looks similar, but it's like a, it's like a post office toy. You know when, (laughs) do you know what I mean? It's like a really shit version. And it's like, someone's giving him that book and and he's reading it. He's like, all right, so I'm going to dress up as a magician because that's one of my opponents. I'm going to have, although, have what, a Mickey Mouse. He's fucking Mighty Mouse. That is a brand. You could find that teddy. Yeah. I'm going to get this snake. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And yeah. there was the, the commitment to it was almost farcical because he was getting revved up about it. Whereas yeah. I honestly thought Mariah's is going to come out of the ashes as this fucking tiny little guy who struggled all his life, smashed him with leg kicks. And I was like, fuck, he is fucked. And I mean, hats off to Cejudo to turn it around and go, when someone in the corner is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He, he is good. That's the thing. I mean, he, he is very, very good. It's just the cringe element so oh. so bad. And you and you can't, 
you can't own cringe either. No, it just sucks like, dick, if you, if you're cringy and you're like, yeah, I'm cringy, that's the idea. You're like, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Because you know you're cringy. Exactly. Stop being cringy. You can't be... Yeah, Stop yeah, it. You can't be cringy and own it and be like... Even Ricky Gervais, when he's talking about like fucking David Brent, there's times when you watch that and you're almost crawling. Yeah, he's uncomfortable. What the fuck? But I was uncomfortable watching watching Dana at that face off. Well, yeah, because like Dana's got his like he's got his fire, potential he's double to... champ there. Yeah. We've got one serious contender that's all fired up, and then this dude walks on stage in a With, costume. Been to Toys R Us, and you can tell Dana's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it, it's almost <sighs> when you look at WCW back in the day when it was wrestling oh, or man. WWF. Yeah, no one watched WCW. No. Wang, like you didn't watch that dog shit. You watched the proper shit. Yeah, and when Dana, like you say, when he looked at him, it was almost in this like you remind me of Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just this like gut hate of it. No, Tyron Woodley's not cringe like that. I He's can't not cringe think like that. I just think he frustrates like him. I can't, think, I can't think of another fighter that, that is that level of cringe. I don't know. Not someone that can back it up the way that he does, uh-uh. unfortunately. Because the problem is that when... Chemo team- was kind of cringe at times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tony Ferguson. But that's the thing. You see, it's, it's excusable with Tony Ferguson to be a bit cringe sometimes because he doesn't know he's being cringe. And I don't think Tony Ferguson... Yeah, Tony... When that's he, the difference between the two, you know? He's the like, only person that buys Oakley's. Colby Covington is a good example. Like, he's cringe, but he's intentionally cringe and that, that makes it and a no worse And no one cares. Like, no one watches him and goes, I can't wait to watch this dude. He's go, got Lawler next, doesn't he? Is he fucking back? Yeah, but... That's, that, I think that's a horrible fight for him. Yeah, if Lawler did what he did to better, Askren. Yeah, it'd have been better stepping up and facing another one of the contenders. Well, Robbie's in that place in his life now where... Where he's got mad veins popping out the fronts of his has. shoulders. So, and, <laughs> but he's relaxed about that. Do you know he, what I mean? Not, not in the Askren fight he wasn't. It's no, like he was going to blow a fuse. But he looks like he's, he looks like he's at peace. Yeah? You know when Herb stopped it and he went, fuck, Ah, oh, it's all right. Because yeah. he's got money and he's yeah. good. And I think he's had the belt. He had his tattoo finished <laughs> so that he could actually have a belt put on the tattoo. Thanks a lot, fellas. He defended it. He was he was reigning and defending. He was looking good. But the problem is, it's like now, he's, what are you doing it for? It's like, I just want to have another go. Mm. So I think there's a bit of the pressure taken off his shoulders. And with someone like Colby, it's hard to get under Robbie Lawler's skin. I don't know if he, because he doesn't know people are doing it, but he's he's, he's hard to he rattle because he just does doesn't it? give a fuck. He's, he's angry anyway. Yeah. He's ang- what are you going to say to make him more angry? Oh, he's still angry at fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. You're right there. Yeah, fucking fuming. So, I don't know. The, yeah, like you say, Colby, the whole, it's just, there's, it's so easy to do. It's uh-huh. so easy to have an alter ego or a character, I feel. And I, and I think the minute that you, you double it and turn it up to 11... If you're not aware of yeah. how it's coming across. Although the thing is, I'm sitting here saying this, and there's probably people listening, that are even fans of the podcast that are going, you were a bit fucking cringe. You had red hair for a start. That was a bit cringe. I don't know. I don't know if red hair was cringe. It didn't feel cringe to me. It I was did. loving it. Yeah, well, this is it. Maybe Cejudo thinks he's not being cringe. Yeah, but that's you wearing that business hat. That's you wearing that fight hat. It's almost, yeah. like, the, it's almost like you're putting on your, your fucking war paint. Whereas Cejudo had a, a top hat on, a Mickey Mouse, not Mighty yeah. Mouse. Did a, he have a top? I thought he had a crown a on. A crown on, sorry, and holding hat. a top hat. My bad, I'm a top hat for fucking saying that. <laughs> he had a Burger King crown on, a fucking... And it was just, I don't know. I, I don't know. There must have been someone in his corner that would have gone, oh, you're doing it? Oh, fuck. I thought you said, like, some twat was told you should do that, and yeah. that was a bad idea, but... Oh, you've got all the bits. Oh, you've bought them yourself. Oh, fucking hell, I'm not paying expenses for that. <laughs> yeah. It just sent, it just sent yeah. bonkers. And I was just gutted when Mariah's didn't do it because 
I wanted to see the fucking Mr. Pop have a go. And especially yeah, when he was in his I corner and you've got, was it... Um, Longo and Sarah. Oh, no, it's no, uh, uh, Mark Henry. And Mark Henry. When Mark Henry was trying to talk him yeah. up and like, what, what's your mum going to do? That was it. I was like, fuck, man, don't go for the mum card. Yeah. It's only round three. Yeah. And it, yeah, unfortunately, it, were, it didn't work. So, yeah, I It's don't good know, to man. see the flyweights at the top of the card, though. Yes, uh, well, going back to Benavidez. Because it's like, I mean, that... That reinforces the fact that the flyweight division is not really going anywhere. You say that, but the card has been sort of cobbled together because the week after is mad important being yeah, international fight week. I would have even put I would have even put uh, Damian Meyer against Rocco above that. Yeah, but I mean they stole Francis Ngannou and JDS off us, didn't they? We were like that was meant to be on uh, international fight week. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. so that's what makes me off think. Us. Stole it off us. Well, yeah, they stole it. We're going. So we are like, going. I'm, we are going. I'm going to be there. And now... Las Vegas. I'm not going to see these boys. There we I go. I want to see how much I measure up to Ngannou. There we go. <laughs> you don't. It's going to be like the Peter no Pan shadow. Does. You know the Peter Pan yeah. shadow when he's pulling it off his foot? <laughs> Fuck off. I remember my dad shaking his hand backstage in London and like my dad's arm was just consumed by his hand. It's just... Shaking like King Kong. He's huge, yeah. (laughs) He's massive, he's massive, he's scary. I can't imagine him throwing punches in my direction. It'd be terrifying. Yeah, for real. And the thing is is with this fight as well, DeSantos has got to be on his bike. He's got to be on his bike, he's got to be moving. Dude. Because I just don't, I don't think he's got, I don't think he's got the the firepower to stand in in the pocket and trade with with Engano and take that risk. Well, after Overeem, after Overeem, made him a bit uncoached wasn't he wasn't he backing up mm-hmm. and he caught him yeah I can see over him forced again. him to chase him exactly mm. but then it was when he was backing up wasn't it yeah and over him just went clink and but that's the thing see Ngannou uh, um, Santos doesn't uh, Santos doesn't do very well moving forward and that whole first round um, uh, over him's circling he's moving in circles like to the point where the fans are like when are you going to start the fight yeah, start punching like to get frustrated and that's where that's where Overeem's experience comes in. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's playing the game. Yeah. So that impatience that the fans feel is the same that Dos Santos feels. So he then starts to push him forward and reach him more and making mistakes. Yeah. The difference here is that I don't think he's going to have to. He's not going to be chasing after Ingarnu. No. Ingarnu is either going to stand still or move forward. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. That, but the thing is, he's just dangerous wherever, isn't he? I mean, when you look at the last uh, when JDS fought Taito Avasa. Faced a little bit of adversity mm-hmm. because he punches hard, but I don't think there was ever any massive danger yeah. at any point when you look at the skill level of JDS and, and Ty. But the difference is now, Hengano's a fucking savage. He's yeah. found his mojo again. And it's not like, he, I think he will see him as an over the hill veteran. For sure. like, Just another name, clink, see you later, dickhead. Because yeah. it's not like Hengano's getting sparked. Like, don't get me wrong, JDS... That's it, no, he's not, he's not easy to stop. No, because, I mean, JDS did Cain Velasquez and it was sort of behind the ear and a bit of surprise and all the rest of it in the first, the first fight for Fox, was it? But it's not like he's been just... It's not like he's he got that same he fear. No, he doesn't clean people's clock with one punch like uh, like Encarnu no. does. That's that's where the firepower thing comes in. It, it's like there's a, there's a process of wearing people down first. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays it exactly the same as he did against Roswell. Yeah, like, you remember the Roth? What was that? It was Croatia, wasn't it? Yeah, a while ago. Like, what was that? Yeah, 2016. It wouldn't surprise me if the fight looks almost exactly the same as that. Yeah, where he's moving, he's backing, he's jabbing, he's moving, he's waiting for Ngannou to start walking in that direction. Then he'll hit him and he'll move again. And 
if in that process, especially with it being five rounds, which suits him far more than Garnu, yeah. In that process, if there's a moment where he can step in and start landing some bigger shots, well, his boxing's then good. He will. Yeah, his boxing's yeah. good. But I don't know. I like Junior DeSantis. Have you, do you follow him on social? Yes, I do. He's yeah, such a nice. Oh, dude. he's a nice and guy. He's like, we were, it was at ATT. We, it felt like we saw everybody at ATT. Like everybody was there. He's in wicked shape as well. That's it. And that's what everyone was saying about the last mm. fight. Remember, weren't you there for um, Derek Lewis? I believe I was, yeah. Because... Oh, no, Wichita, Canva. Ca- Canvas? Kansas. No. Kansas. No, I wasn't there for, for that. I, I can remember everyone was talking... Uh, someone spoke to you and said, yo, JDS is in mad shape. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, it, it was Australia. It was when you were you were you you did the Tai Tui Vassa fight, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, he's in mad shape. And he's... The thing is, I know... I've probably mentioned this a million times, but I know during the Cain Velasquez Junior De Santos trilogy... He was having a divorce and going through loads of stuff. So I think there might have been a couple of years stolen from his career from stress that he never really recovered from because mm-hmm. there was a lot of time when I still considered JDS or Cain Velasquez as the champ because it was that weird time when Fabricio Verdum came back and sort of stole a belt with Hunt and it was a weird... Yeah. It wasn't like a solid... It's like when Frank Mir had his accident and there wasn't really a heavyweight champ as mm-hmm. much as Orlovsky fought Tim Silver and all yeah. the rest of it they'd never and when he me, came back it wasn't Frank Mir either was no it? exactly but like you'd never you'd never beat him so like that's sort of not your belt do you know what I mean like the Johnny Hendricks with GSP yeah. and, and it's, it's kind of, I mean it's kind of the same with, with, the, with DC really not you know for real not, not winning the light heavyweight belt from yeah, John Jones it, exactly it does devalue the, the champion I think I think so it's, you've never you've not got that because especially with John Jones taking over your shoulder at the same time as well yeah you didn't beat me yeah you never beat me Remember oh he went in on him me? this week didn't he he was he was talking a load of shit about DC and being too scared to come back down to light heavyweight and those yeah guys. that's John Jones just maintaining the beef so we can step up to up to heavyweight soon well this is it well after you spoke to him and he mm-hmm. was like no, nah, it's too dangerous up there. Yeah. And it was a real candid, I think... I'd, I think he's, I just think he's clever. I think he's playing games. I think he's like, I think he's messing with DC's, DC's brain. Well, he needs to fuck with him emotionally yeah. because it's, it, that, that it's the biggest uses fight. so much energy. For sure. It's still the biggest fight for John Jones out there. And unless, unless Brock Lesnar comes back, there's no other fight for John Jones that's bigger than, than a DC fight, especially at heavyweight. Well, it's almost that bully mentality. You know... I'm sure you haven't had this as much as I did, but I can remember being at school and someone, you've done something and someone's like, you're going to fucking get it. And I'm like, oh shit. And you know, every time you think about that person for the next, I don't know, whatever English lesson or whatever you're in before you go and get your head kicked in, you're mm. like, you get that little buzz. Yeah. And it sort of, it, it zaps your energy until you, you if the fight's going to happen, you'd rather it happen now. Mm-hmm. But if someone says, I'm going to kick your teeth yep. in in two hours, you're like, oh, fuck off. Do yeah. it now. I, I had that one time at school and I used to get that at taekwondo competitions as well. Just that buzz. Because you just sit and wait <clears throat> for them to call your name. And you could be there all day. Yeah. And you're just sitting in that mood. It's just zapping. Yeah. And I think... I used to jump, I'd just, just jump on people in yeah. school like that. That's I'm it. just Tasmanian devil. Well, I'd take someone down. <gasps> Everyone's the same fucking size lying down. You know what I mean? So I'd just double leg them and then try and fight them from the floor. But there's normally half a dozen. <laughs> yeah, enough, Oxley. Why are your feet hurting? Fucking <laughs> twat. Who says that? But Probably because you robbed someone off them. Yeah, to be fair, I was either yeah, robbing yeah, it and yeah, trying to sell yeah, it back to him. Yeah, yeah. Selling it back to him. It's like, yeah. oh, do you want to buy this? It's like, that's mine. It's, like, <laughs> it's got my name on it, obviously. It, it was. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think if John Jones has got that mentality with DC, because I'm not saying that DC's scared of anyone. Yeah, yeah. But 
it's, it's a like, risk. It's putting so, that thought back. It's making yourself relevant in someone else's brain that doesn't want to have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you think about something negative and then it's weighing on your mind and it's not your priority, but then you're almost down a bit that day because then you think, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Like, I saw um, taking the kids to school and there was a baby bird on the side of the road and it, it, a car or something had hit it and it, like, it was really struggling. So I was like, fuck. So I wasn't far away from school. So... I was like, it's safe-ish where it was. It was like in a lay-by. So I shut school, took the kids. But because the girls were fucking saying something, it was taking my brain away. And they were saying positive stuff, excited about going to school. But I had this like real dull feeling of something that was negative that I couldn't put my finger on. And it was the bird that mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what I was thinking. You know when someone says, what were we just talking about? Mm-hmm. And it was that. And it wasn't until I could get them out of the car, take them to school, and then sort of just shake my brain out. And I came back and this lady had found this bird and like was already nursing it. Cause I was like, I'll go and get it, take it home and make sure that it's okay. And she'd already sort of started dealing with it. And I was like, Oh fucking hell. And I had this really weird feeling, not of an elation, not elation, but it was more like, Oh, that's ticked off now. I sort of don't have to yeah, worry yeah. about that anymore. So if someone then said, Oh, there's another bird. I'd be like, Ugh. whereas mm-hmm. with John Jones in DC, it's almost that when you open your phone, it's like, Oh, Twitter. Oh, it's not got the energy for that. He's not in. The, he's not in fight camp at the minute. The whole Brock thing's fucked off. He's having a fight soon with a savage. Yeah, and he's just having fun with it. And that's the thing as well is if he loses to Stipe, that derails it entirely exactly. because then that that's got to set up a rubber match with Stipe, which means that DC will then fight twice more, and neither of them will be John Jones. And then will he want to fight again? Yeah. Will John Jones because. I the, the, I think the only way that it happens is if DC beats Stipe and he fights one more time and that's Jones. I think yeah. it's the only way that it happens. And I think that gives Jones time to fight Santos. And I'm assuming he's going to, like, if, if we're assuming he's winning for the sake of this argument, which I'm not going to do, I don't want to discredit Santos in any way. But, like, if we go with the most likely path, he beats Santos, he faces someone like Rakic next. Yeah. And then he face he has a, he has a rematch with uh, Anthony Smith. I think a Johnny then, Walker or a Rakic is way too dangerous. I think Dana. Yeah. I think Dana would see the. Dana's very vocal about not stopping people retiring, except DC. Mm-hmm. And he's been real vocal with like, "Yo, you fucking got this, dude." Yeah. And I think for he wouldn't em- encourage him to go back down to light heavyweight. No, though. but I think he would throw quite a big number at heavyweight mm-hmm. to to sort of. The, the problem is we see it a lot with someone like Rashad or whoever sitting out waiting or like for, for for stars to align. And the problem is the amount of times that we can see a super fight on the horizon, GSP and Anderson Silva, what the fuck? That mm-hmm. never happened. This never happened. And it's one of them where it's you like to build a story and you like to get that excitement and energy building up. I mean, we've never seen anything like the energy and excitement that came from Jose and Connor. Mm-hmm. You know, from that was months of media. Yeah. And to have that just in your veins for fucking so long that you are building up to this a massive thing. The problem is there's always that danger of John Jones popping. Yeah, the whole thing. Or DC yeah. having an injury or whatever, because mm-hmm. they still train hard. I think they want to do it sooner rather than later. Because I honestly think someone like Johnny Walker, even at heavyweight, if he went up, the 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 length in the confidence, just how he's how he's developed as a fighter is a danger for the current timeline. Mm-hmm. Like current timeline is OGs and legends. We've got a lot of people like Rakic's and Johnny Walkers and all these people coming up that you've never really heard of before that are fucking making big noise. It's like the next World Cup we watch. We'll never have heard of any of the fucking players. Mm-hmm. 
essentially. But it's still representing us. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll get behind you. But when it was the Gary Linekers and the fucking Gascoins, even though we weren't into football, you knew them because mm-hmm. they were OG. So I, I just think John's playing a really clever game. Really fucking clever. Because when he spoke to us and how he was candid about it, but there's a twinkle in his eye to mm. say, I know I can do it. Yeah. It's still, it's a bigger me and it's a bigger DC. I've seen what he's done to Stipe, which I think caught everyone off guard. But I'm keen to see what happens next because Stipe's a massive fucking hurdle yeah. because he's got a chip on his shoulder. And I wonder if Stipe underestimated DC's power massively, as well. Massively, massively. Because, I mean, that, that could be a very different fight. A very different fight. But I, 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 just, I think the only way it happens is if DC wins and, and then he fights John Jones at heavyweight. And I think the UFC would have to put big money towards both of them to make that fight happen because... You've got to a entice John Jones to go up to heavyweight to give DC that credit that well yeah. that potent the credit but also potentially an advantage of not having to cut weight to light heavy. Yeah, you've also got to give DC enough money to to for him to take the risk of losing to John to Jones to lose the credit both. Yeah, you know I mean that then if he, if John Jones goes up to heavyweight and beats DC it's suicide watch that's 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 DC's second place forever. As RJ said last night on SiriusXM when we were chatting, he said that he's, he's a you know he's a silver medalist. He'll always be a silver medalist in that in that regard. Yeah, and that's true. a big risk for DC to take, especially knowing he's coming to the end of his career and he's as competitive as he is. At least in this moment, if he beats Stepeg and then retires, at least in he's that moment he, he knows that he was always the heavyweight champion and Jones a legit him heavyweight, heavyweight champion. Yeah. And Jones, he could even see it in the storyline that Jones didn't have the balls to go up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jones hasn't got the balls to go, but for him in his own justification in his head. Yeah. Because the problem is there's always cloud around the first two fights with mm-hmm. DC and, and John. I know that obviously one of them he, he popped for. Yeah. But there's always question going back. Mm-hmm. Like once Anderson popped, it was like, does Rich Franklin know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does Chris Lieben know that Anderson's popped? So it's it's one of them where but that's the thing. How far back do you go to that's start? Dev- yeah. See, I can't devalue the first fight with Jones and DC. I felt like Jones fought a hard fight and he and he won. He was better than DC. And to be honest, like even the second fight, although like when I'm doing the analysis, I'll watch it, but I won't necessarily use clips from it. Like he still beat him. Yeah. The, the the reason that he won the fight was still due to a due to technical aspects of his game. Yeah. It wasn't because he was bigger or stronger. I'm not saying that there weren't advantages in the long run over the training camp if he was using something. Which I mean, what was the final verdict? Was he not cleared? I don't know. Was it like some kind of tainted pictogram? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not sure. I I, 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 <clears throat> I kind of I kind of lost interest with that story when there was so little clarity. That's because of the, the, the he, he analysed the fight. The DC's fight game, yeah. the fight plan of dipping his head, That's and it. he capitalised with a head kick. But it's always kind of for me because you never know. And it's like when you look at Anderson popping, or even DC uh, John Jones popping, and it's like with the whole um, what's his name Gus. It's just completely it changes everything, mm. and it's just you never know. You never know what they're trying and getting away with, and what's an accident and what's not. And I think for me, it's all got to happen. A, a, quite quickly because at the minute it's aligned perfectly if neither of them had had opponents it would be perfect mm-hmm. timing but now they've both got massive opponents that could essentially upset the whole game yeah and then it's one of them where it never sort of it's again like i say like anderson and gsp it sort of doesn't happen and that's mm-hmm. the that's the worry because but then, see the thing is though if john jones goes up to heavyweight now it will look a lot more like he's chasing dc up to heavyweight that's Whereas true. if he stays here and focuses on his division, and and, I, and that's why I think he wants to, one of the reasons why he wants to fight regularly, 
is because he kind of wants to move through these contenders, especially because they're all quite similar in their style. Justify the move for the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then he can go, well, you know, I've come back to the division, I've cleared this division out again. Now what do I do? I guess I've got to go up to heavyweight. Whereas if he beats Anthony, beats Gus, beats Smith, and then he's like, right, heavyweight, yeah, yeah. that looks like he's chasing DC. Because there are people still in the queue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I think it's, I mean, I, I, I genuinely think the Rakic and the, the Johnny Walkers are dangerous mm. just because there's not as much film on them. Yeah. And they're just hungry. They're just yeah. hungry kids that are, I say hungry kids, it's like I'm a fucking granddad. But you know what I mean? They're, they're hungry as fuck. Like Johnny Walker they've seems not, to... They've not been to the title shot yet. No, and it he seems to terry... He seems yeah. to fuck people's head up. Mm -hmm. He's the nicest guy. He just seems like such a nice guy. But every time he's gone into the cage, it's like they've already gone, oh my God. Yeah. You're that fucking dude that's fearless. Mm -hmm. And it just... The problem is, it's almost... You remember when Diego Brandao came through and people were looking at him like a caged animal? Mm -hmm. like they were like, fucking hell, he's a savage. And then someone worked him out. I can't remember who it was. Apologies Poirier. to him. Was it Poirier? And Poirier was just like, oh, I just got to put you on a lead and just mm. and just yeah. and just figured him out. And it almost took that mystique away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you yeah. don't at the there's minute. A, there's, there's a, a lot point, of mystique for sure. There's, there's a yeah for sure. There's a point in some of Brandao's fights where you, you can see he's decided he's not going to win the fight and he checks out. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that. I saw it in the Poirier fight. I saw it in the in the, the McGregor fight as well. Yeah. Like that last left hand that he yeah. landed, he was looking at it as it was coming. It he comes, went down with do. it. He's like, ah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I've had enough. He just turns the Tasmanian devil yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But and that's the thing. When when that runs out, what do people have to fall back on? Well, that's the problem. That's what we're. That's what we need to be asking about some of these new yeah. fighters in the. And division. that's what we're not. We're not getting to see it with someone like Johnny Walker because the fight's not going long mm -hmm. enough. We're not like if you remember when Czech Congo came in. Czech Congo was a savage, chiselled out of fucking granite. Came in, iced people, and then all of a sudden got taken down. I was like, "What are you like on the ground?" Yeah. Oh, I'm not that good, mm -hmm. and just got mauled yeah. and smothered by someone who didn't look like they should be smothering him. So it's because you get to see it. You get rid of that mystique, same mm -hmm. as Ronda and uh, and Holly. But I don't John, know, man. John Jones is really good at making people feel uncomfortable, and it's when you see people feel uncomfortable that you're like, ah, okay, maybe that maybe they, you know, maybe they're not as, yeah. as as lethal as we as we initially thought. There's a weird aura about him, mm. and I don't mean that in like a godly sense. It's just a strange. You, I mean, I, it's it's the way it's the way he has a presence when he's when he's fighting, and it's the way that every time someone starts to do something to move, he just intercepts it. He just touches them, jabs them, pokes them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Faints to make them think about his that jerk reaction. Just, yeah, and that's that's exhausting. It just shuts them down. Yeah. It shut Gus down in the second one. I, I think his last two performances have been his most strategic and his most his Mellow. most well thought yeah. out. Yeah. But that's scary mm. if you think about it. If he's if he's completely clean and putting in a hundred percent effort, and like when he said when he fought Gus and it was a fantastic fight, and he said I didn't really train, and mm. Gus was like, "It's the best training I've ever done." Yeah, that's terrifying for him then to come and beat Gus at his own game and sort of go, "Well, I figured it out, and I've got a game plan this time," mm -hmm. and get it out of there. Gus looked like he'd finished within the second. Yeah, and that's the thing is if he fights DC a third time, like how does he then better that performance? Because the you know when you watch his fights. His trajectory is that if he's fought you one time before, he's he's got your number. And he's figured you out. You. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. The, the Stipe holds a big key to that. I know the Santos is first. I'm yeah. going to get to see that. But the um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think there's there's far too many maybes if Watson butts. 
especially for DC to go. If DC has a tough fight with Stipe and wins, he might just be like, do you know what? Fuck I'm this. done. Yeah, yeah. I like talking in the booth. I like talking to Dominic Snooze. I like just mm. being in the fucking moment and not having to worry about my weight. I like popcorn chicken, uh, Popeye's chicken. Fuck this. Which you can respect. He doesn't have to say he's retired, but he's he's achieved a shit ton. Yeah, maybe he won't retire. Maybe he'll just kind of he'll just kind of vacate the belt and just be like lingering in the background, Watch just it. waiting for the paycheck to be big enough. Wait for someone to come in, and then he just runs from the commentary booth and yeah. just slides in. Yeah, like, imagine right? over, over the octagon, shoves him wearing some weird cowboy boots. Like what brother, was that? I don't know. Anyway, go on. All right, so, that's it. Cage Warriors this weekend. We'll talk about that next week or something because there's there's loads of good fights on there. I don't want to get too much into my head with it right now because there's loads going on. We've got three fighters on the card. Dean Truman's fighting Mads Bunnell, which is an awkward one because I love Mads and he's a great fighter and I really enjoy his, uh, I really enjoy talking to him. He's fighting uh, Dean this weekend, so Mads is going to try and get Dean's belt. We've got Jai Herbert and Jack Grant for the 155 belt. Dalby against Ross Houston is going to be awesome. Nicholas Dalby's looked amazing since joining Cage Warriors. And Hasn't he? Ross Houston, undefeated in 88 fights. He's a big monster of a, a welterweight that grinds and just crashes forward. Um, so there's, there's some really good fights on this card. It, even down like Ratcliffe, uh, Jason Ratcliffe against uh, Hook and Foss. Um, Amasinger against uh, O'Gorman. Hendon against Crawford. Yeah, this is a stacked card. Anyway, we're going to be there. We're going to be doing loads of stuff around it. The Raptors will be doing some some Cage Warriors stuff, some embedded style stuff for the week. So you'll be getting some behind the scenes things, which we know you've been enjoying. So thanks for checking out the YouTube channel. If you can get as well, yeah, definitely go. Because if... if I oh, know, yeah, I know sure. it's last minute. Like Cage yeah. Warriors, I know it's not exactly UFC per se, but it's it's as close but as it needs th- to be. It's that's fucking amazing. I mean, it's... You know, it's yeah, for yeah, real. The There's fights that much are energy wild. and that much effort. Let, let's get into Luke Crate. Okay. The fights are wild because like, all these guys are still trying to prove themselves. You know? Go on. Go I on. am going to open this somehow. <laughs> like, look at, I mean, just looking down at this card, it, like, you could take at least half of the guys on this card and say, yeah, we're going to see them in the UFC one day. Yeah, I mean, all of them in the Ultimate Fighter easily. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Dana, I mean, Dana White's two's night contender series is... Oh, what we got? We've got, we've got so, all the good shit. Um, Again, we're not sponsored by Loot Crate yet. We're not sponsored by Loot Crate. We are, we've, uh, we've bought a small one. Well, I want to look at this first. Let's have a look what you've got. you got the Avengers 3D comic yeah. standee. So yeah, I'm sure you've got a story or two from your holiday. Oh, man. Right, let me hit you with some of these because... How long uh, have we been going for? I feel like we've been here for a little while now. Uh, I'll oh, be all right. We've got 10 minutes. So... Go on then. Give me 10 minutes of, of Oxley holiday stories. A couple of bits. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well remembered. Well remembered. So do you want me to do my stories or do you want to do yours? Okay, okay. So, as I mentioned, we went to Bulgaria and normally we used to go in Spain. And I don't know if it's me and it's my thing, but I talk to anyone. I like talking to people. Of course you do. But I I, I often meet people with like a a smile or like, that's wicked. How fucking cool is that? Love it. That's staying here. That can be part of the set. (laughs) Happy days. (laughs) We will call you Bernard. Captain yeah. Ben, what is that? I don't know. So, this time we've gone to Bulgaria and there's a lot of... Straws. Yo. That's very cool. Lifetime straws as well, so that's good. Yeah, nice one, Luke Crate. That's a good shout. Yeah. We should get on that. Fuck the plastic. <laughs> we should get on that's that. That's it. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. Cool. Well, thanks for showing us up, Luke Crate. I've yeah. just released some new caps and a bomb bag, but fuck yeah. So when, so when you when you get lifetime straws in your second 100 box, you'll know where we got the, yeah. got the idea yeah. from. Exactly. 
Yeah, you always get the medium shirts. There you go. What have I got? It is a Marvel. Who's this? Is it Thor? Oh, that's badass. Oh, it's Thanos. Yo, that's going on my jacket. That? Check that out. Holy shit! Love a pin badge. I don't know what it's what it's about. All about pin badges. I don't know. It just looks like a th- fireball to me. It does. And you've got. There's a couple. Oh shit! Here you go. These boxes are great. I love it. Oh, man. is that a comic? Tell me that's a comic. It's a nice piece it of is. artwork. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, on, tell me your story. Tell me your story. So, we're over there, and it's like when you're going to breakfast or down the stairs or in a lift or whatever. It's just a nod and a smile. Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. Like, there's a lot of people from Russia, Romania, like all these places that I'm not yeah. used to interacting They're not with. very interactive cultures, oh, they there. I, I recognise that when I was travelling. Mate, and it's one of them where you're like, I smile, mm. nod or wink or what? I'm bad for winking. I've gotten so many fucking <laughs> When I was at Thornton's. You're a winker, are you? I am a full mm. winker. I can remember being at Thornton's and a girl asked me to pass her some uh, lids for boxes. And I went, yeah, no worries. And passed them over. And it wasn't until the be- basically the belt would start. You'd put a box on and a format, and they'd put chocolates in, and then it would come up. So as people go and went to break, if you were putting the boxes on and I was putting the lids on, you might be back from your break before I go. So I'm stood there and I'm quite happy talking to this girl and fucking putting lids on and making these things. And uh, it wasn't until the boxes went past that then her boyfriend came up to me and just fucking shoulder barged me. He was like, "All right, do you want to wink at me?" And I was like. Yo, <laughs> who the fuck are you? And like he went full tilt, batshit crazy. Like we're gonna fight in the faction. I was like, what are you doing? You and were winking. Genuinely didn't know what I'd done. He was like, you just winked at my missus. And I was like, her. <laughs> and she, he was like, yeah, her. And I was like, all right. I, I was just like saying, there you go. And he was like, well, don't do it again. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I got my mate to beat him up. I didn't have to touch him. My mate was in the Paris, so he fucking put him in a locker. But that's another story. So with me, I was wink, smile, whatever. And I got none of that. I just got fucking stoic looks. And it's intimidating because like, a lot of people there, they, I think it was a, f- a family from, I think it was Romania. And they all look like Gru off of uh, Despicable Me. <laughs> They're like a tiny waist, big body and skinhead with a hooked nose. And I was like, oh my God, the fucking minions are here. And so I was like, trying to interact with people and it just baffled me like the the translation of certain things while we were there one woman walked towards me um pushing a push chair and it's the translation of text so i know i've got a chinese symbol on my arm that might say nissan micra mm-hmm. i don't fucking know it's meant to say love i think so with that in mind wherever you look there's like the most random things on all these fucking foreign people's fucking clothes yeah and this woman walked up to me and she had a really nice sequin design of this like like a disney crab not sebastian it wasn't mm-hmm. on like it wasn't sebastian from little mermaid it was more like the you know the normal round crab yep. and it just said underneath it crabs and I was like, <laughs> why is that there? oh wicked. So, like what the f- like if i'm walking around with the fucking chlamydia yeah. what the fuck i i had a friend in uh, when i was out in china and I was, what, 19, my friend Robin Gamble. And we went into the city one one day to change some money and that kind of thing from, like, you know, whatever, the, the traveller's checks, things that we yeah, back in the day or whatever. Down. So I, I got into, we got into the city and he decided that while we were there, we were going to play a game to find the most ridiculous T-shirt that had been translated. And um, I can't remember what mine was. It was like, it was like Thursday, dot, dot, dot. Not now, with an exclamation mark. It was it was odd. It was just really weird. He showed up with one that was full like 
uh, Sex Pistols font, yeah. like it all been cut out and, and glued on, and it said Punk Rock The Salad Night. Like respect. Brilliant. What the fuck? But the, the but salad like, night. Does that happen when people come over here as well? Do they walk around and <laughs> they see? They must do. They must do, right? They must walk past them and like, walk around the markets in London. Going, what? Why would that? Why would they have that on a t-shirt? Super dry. That doesn't say super dry underneath. <laughs> that says Fu Young. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Exactly, mate. Well, one dude was walking around the pool and he was mad confident. He was just like he'd bought three of his wife's confident strutting around, and he had the skimpiest little spanks on. And the words on his shorts said, fashion conscious, trendy, question mark. On his son, I was like, beautiful, fashion conscious, <laughs> what the fuck? Who's like, I work within typesets and fonts and, and like a lot of the stuff that you use is like, even if it says full reptile, established then or whatever, like ESTD or like a little tagline or something. Mm-hmm. A lot of the elements of design are like bump. They're just like that Lonsdale bag there. It's got Lonsdale and it says London. It might yeah. say established since or like yeah. punching proud since oh one. I don't know what the fuck it says, but it, they're always like little just nonsensical elements that fill out something. And literally every element that everyone had on was just dog shit. <laughs> and I was like, but they were walking around like in Fuji and uh, like real shit fake Gucci. And like walking around like Charlie Big Dick and I was thinking oh, where the fuck are you getting this confidence from my dude like you'd walk you'd walk down the streets of London and you would be booed do you know what I mean because yeah. it was just but it was there everything like everything had gold on it and was brandished in like over the top elements I'm thinking it's just not my style but mm-hmm. to see like a woman came down to, to the to the pool and her lips were huge she had massive fucking glasses on mm-hmm. Fuji fucking uh, like muumu, and then these weird like she'd squeezed her feet into like a size I don't know. It was probably a men's nine that she'd squeezed them into, but she needed a twelve, and it was just like two pork joints on the end of her on the end of her cankles, and she was just marching around the pool like mad confident. I was just thinking, are you fucking serious? Like the best bit was one guy that was walking around all day. And I've not got a big problem with people that vape because I used to smoke and I know it's like to make the transition and all the other stuff. But this guy, he was called Michel. So he had a girl's name in my opinion. This was after I saw him like, fuck it. He was a bit, we could have been best friends, but he fucked up. So instead of me being bros with him, he, he always had his snap on backwards. He was always filming someone or something and he was on his Canon vape, like this fucking, you know, I don't know enough about vapes to know that the mods and all the other shit that the fucking batteries and they've linked it up to a Commodore 64. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But he's like chimney in this massive cloud. Can't do that. <laughs> this massive cloud of shit constantly. And while there's like entertainment and stuff on. And anyway, him and his missus were at the bottom of the pool and he was like walking past and his kids were trying to squirt at him and he was like doing this bit of dodge and being like fucking super dad dick 1000. <laughs> and he's just stood there fucking dodging. And next minute he turned around to his missus as if to look at her as if to say, seen that? You're going to get some of this. Lost his footing, scrambled, did a full Scooby-Doo legs in the air and was in the pool. <laughs> and I made sure that he knew I'd seen everything. I just lay on a lilo, staring at him. Brilliant. For a good five minutes. I didn't let him know that I hadn't. I was like, nice old Michelle, you yeah. box. <laughs> fucking what? Crazy. But the other translation thing very quickly, because I know I've got a couple of things which fucking, I kept, I kept track of shit while I was away. When we were away... Another thing that blew my fucking mind, we went into Nessibar, which is like the oldest town in the world, which has got, I think, a thousand churches. 
and 2,000 people trying to sell you a fucking bracelet. <laughs> it was lovely if you told them to fuck off, but the whole place was beautiful. And um, we were walking around the little town and there's all the normal souvenirs. So I was looking for shit for you, for you, for everyone like to bring back bits. Yeah, I got of, a wicked Yoda little blown glass. That was cool, right? Bowl. Yeah, there you go. That not was, not a bowl for food. No, you're not get much cereal. In it, <laughs> would you? No, get some cabbage in it. So <laughs> need some cereal afterwards. But. Yeah, some of the lettuce, please. <laughs> so while I'm stood there, I was uh, I was looking for the rest of my party. And they were stood at this like little souvenir shop because you know what kids like. They want to stop at every fucking shop so they can buy something that's going to break in 20 minutes. So they were stood there buying stuff. And I looked around and there was mugs, like mugs for tea. And there was all the different football teams. There was all the different fucking Marvel characters. And then on a shelf, on a row on its own, was a fuckload of mugs of Adolf Hitler <laughs> and Putin and swastikas. And I was just like... How popular are these? Yeah. And can you point out the people that have bought them, please? Yeah. How many of these have you sold? Yeah. Who How many we, did you buy? Who the fuck <laughs> do we need to end? Like, who's who's going back from holiday and like, I bought you an Adolf mug? Like, do you know what I mean? What the fuck? There was a, um, uh, there was a, uh, a box. Do you remember when we went into that shop in uh, Stockholm we're, and we were looking for adapters and we were chatting to Volcan about the headphones? Like, right next to the door in that shop, it was on the, the behind the scenes thing there was a box of these like rubber squeezy heads that were all Donald Trump, like with their mouth open and it just squeezed it. It was like a dog toy. Yeah. And it just squeezed it and it made this really awkward Someone's noise. made that. They, they bought a box of them to sell in the shop. I just... I, They'll fly out. Yeah. Yeah, don't buy any of them fuckers. And some fucking dolphin will be choking on it in five years' time. It, it just blows my mind. Shit that goes... I mean, I know what it takes to get something from a concept to a fucking product, and it's hard. It's not an easy thing. No. So you know when someone's gone through and made shit fake packaging, shit fake product, <laughs> put them together, it's 90% ash and fucking, I don't know, dog turd, <laughs> but they've still put it out there to sell, and... I don't know. It was a it was a fucking extreme experience. So you didn't buy any 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 uh, souvenirs then that have broken and fallen apart. Do you remember when we used to go on holiday and there was always that that particular thing this year? Yes. Like I remember one year it was Scatch, yeah. and everyone had like these weird different like yo yos, light up yo yos, the cradle. Yeah, I can do that. I can light up yo yos. Then there was uh, those those things, the, like the, the clacker things. Yeah, the, uh, and a Diablo. Did you ever have a Diablo? Diablo, of course. Fucking want to... Yeah, you yeah. still got hey, it. Fuck, still, still got, got it. it. Yeah, still I have got, got a Diablo somewhere. But yeah. So there's still Weird, that. It was like a seasonal thing. Yes, but you mm. still get that now. And they do often bring out some of the old shit that we had because essentially it's an analog toy that's not a fucking screen. Sketch was good though. Yeah, well it was. Like we mentioned this on the You're probably podcast. too young for Sketch, aren't you? Yeah. It was like two plastic discs. One had pink Velcro, one had green Velcro. And the ball was pink Velcro, green Velcro. And you'd hold it on your hand and you'd go... Throw it. And catch like, it. Yep. It was honestly... If you got the cheap version, the first time you peeled the ball off the Velcro, the, the Velcro. Velcro came with it. <laughs> yeah. So then you had some weird tennis hand thing, which was shit. Yeah. But the thing is, it still comes round. So like what they had was splat that they've got at the minute. Everything's... Squishes, slime, splat balls, essentially toxic hazards. Yeah. So like this bloke's just sat there and he's got like a tomato and he's throwing it at a table and he's going, yeah. And then reforming and throwing it again. And the one he's got, 
he's probably bought from Amazon, but the one he's had made was made from fucking Famazon. I don't know where the fuck he's got it from, but the kids were like, yeah, yeah. break. And I was yeah. like, oh. It's a, it's a poo bag with peanut butter in it. Yeah, this is it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, Let me guess. Hang on. This guy's doing that, and he's, he's got, a, he's got like, a, like a round tray with a little bit of a lip on it, and there's a little fucking dog that winds up that walks around and yeah. yaps. And backflips. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just keeps throwing it on that, and it just keeps... Sp- yeah, do you know how many things like that I've bartered for? And the problem is, is I haggle someone to the point where it's not worth them like making a living anymore, and then it'll break on the same journey, and I have to revisit them and go, returns policy? And they're like, fuck you. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm taking three of these unless you replace this one. And it's scary because it's like, while we are there, they don't seem to... Everything's so fucking cheap. But we went to a water park one day and I bought some goggles. And basically, where we were, we were way outside of Sunny Beach because there's Sunny Beach in the middle, which is a bit like Jeremy Carr's waiting room, which is... It's, it's all right, but we're walking along there with the kids and my daughter, Libby's like, there's boobs over there. There's boobs over there. And it's like strip clubs, and not sex shops, boobs. and they weren't... No, they were not poppy's ears, boobs. man. They were poppy's fucking ears. It, not even poppy's ears. Yeah, lick your lips, man. They were, they were fucking scary. They <laughs> he were, loves a milf. They were deflated pancakes, my dude. So <laughs> at one point, we were trying to shield them from all the bar... Because it, it, was, it wasn't like Skegness, where the shit comes out at night. It was just always there. Mm. And we went up to one of them catapult machines. You know, the, we, yeah. we were going to the beach. We were going to the prom. So we were just going to the pier, sorry. So as we were walking along... Libby just started laughing her head off. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, them girls have got their boobs out. And I was like, what? And they'd basically both gone on this catapult thing, got it cheaper because they went topless so the guy could take a picture of their tits. Which is, that's your business model? That's your fucking business model, my dude, crack on. And essentially, I looked at my two daughters and Moo was fucking mortified, who's 11, who I know is going to be the one on holiday with like a white nose, a fucking big sensible hat and like, dressed up properly whereas Libby's going to be walking around in probably nothing <laughs> and just being a free spirit and be like fuck it and it was her how that terrified she was of these girls on a hen do and how much Libby was like tag me in motherfucker <laughs> I'm fucking well up for this so we like the, where we were was outside of of sunny beach so we went there was only one place to get these fucking goggles from and because my skin's really bad which I need to hit on uh Brad Pickett in just a second. Oh, yeah, the eight stuff. Fuck me. Mm. So my whole face exploded into shit because I'm going down a water slide and constantly getting wet and the sun baking it. My eczema flared up and everything was horrendous. So I thought I'd best get some goggles for a water park. So I made a special journey to this shop. I paid, I think it was 20 lev, which is about nine quid, which is expensive, I think, for goggles in a cheap place. But we were restricted to the fucking place and there were shit goggles. Mm. So I put them in the bag with the intention of like, I don't feel good about this. I've not made the right decision. Went to the water park, then realised you can't wear goggles on a fucking water slide anyway. You fucking idiot. Like, they always make you take them off. So I spent the whole day there, and on the way back, I marched into the shop, very politely. I went, hi, dude, I bought these for my daughter earlier, and unfortunately, she doesn't want them. Here's my receipt. I'd like to bring them back. And he went, no, no, no. And I was like, so are you talking to me? I said, what do you mean? No, no, no. Just like... I need to bring them back. You can give me credit. I'm going to buy some more shit from your shop. So whatever, I've been buying here all week. And he was like, no. I was like, no, I need to bring them back because I don't need them. They're brand new. I've not touched them. No one's opened the packet. They're absolutely as they were. They'll go back on the shelf. Because my intention then was, if you're not going to let me bring these back, I'm going to rob everything from this fucking shop, (laughs) put it in a bag, set fire to it in front of the shop the day I leave. (laughs) So fuck you, dude. So I went from not to ragger real quick because I was like, this guy is fucking 
got me to the point where I've had a really nice day. I want to get my £10 back, <laughs> which is the most fucking stupid thing about it. And it was more the principle that he was like, fuck you. So I, was, I started causing a scene, which no one really likes when a British person starts causing mm. a scene. So then he went over and I was like, I need the money back. And he was like, no. And I was like, why? And he went, old politician. And I was like, dude, we can't play cod shit, mallets, mallet here because I can hit you with some fucking stupid words you're not going to understand. So don't hit me with old politician. This is bullshit. So this little woman came out. I'd like to call her little Hitler. And she just stood there and looked at me, looked me up and down and just laughed. And I just went, what's funny? And she went, looked me up and down again and laughed again. And I was like, right, so I just take my money back then. Went over to the till, put the goggles down. I was like, yeah, so I'll have my money. So it'll be 20 left, please. No, no, no. And I was like, it'll be 20 left. I'll have that money back now. I'm just going to put these back for you. I want to get my money. And completely just fucking bullied my way into her. She walked in, grabbed the goggles, threw them outside and slammed 21 left coins into my hand. And I was like, thank you very much, darling. See you later. I thought, fuck you. It, but... You know, because it's not what we're used to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuming. <laughs> fucking fuming. And I just... You're still angry about it now, I fucking you? am. Yeah, because to be fair, I'd spent a lot of money in that fucking stupid shop and they basically fucked me out. Well, they tried to fuck me out nine quid, yeah. but they were shit goggles anyway. I got some from Home Bargains when I got back for one ninety eight. Check that out. How about that? That's four lev. <laughs> That's a deal. But I don't think... There's a sh- there's other shit on there, but I can't. I can't really think that you'd want to hear any more stories well we'll circle that. back around to it I'm yeah, sure, sure we'll. we need, I need to um, I need to give a shout out to Canazen and, and thank them yes because um, my mum's friend Sarah has been struggling with MS for a long while and they um, for no no good reason at all I, I basically they sent me some stuff to try I tried it it was amazing Sarah was struggling on loads of different painkillers and not being able to sleep and all these kind of things so I passed on a bottle of the full strength stuff for her okay and within a few months she was off all of her meds which wow. is amazing and I mean it, you know it's it's, it's it's MS it doesn't doesn't it get doesn't better, go away you know what I mean you just manage it as best you can and like her, she's got her speech back and she's able to to move better I mean it's the quality of life that she's got now in comparison it's miracle and juice it is amazing and so I just sent a message to Canazen I was just like thanks you know thanks for producing this for making this available here's a success story for you and then they, they started sending us stuff so wow. um, thanks to Canazen we very much appreciate that um, make sure you check their website out check out their CBD there it's, it's like the highest quality CBD you can get on the market how are we spelling that? Uh, C-A-N-A-X-E-N Canazen. So it's with like an X, Zen. not with a Z. Not with a Z. Z. Okay. And, they're, and they've got a website. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're UK based, I think. Just have a look at their stuff. And there's, there's always kind of codes and stuff. I'll post the code on the socials so you can see what it is. and it's, Get some discount on this It's stuff. good, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of them where you know when someone doesn't want to make it legal when you know it's good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit gonna like have, natural born killers. It's going to affect so many other people's businesses. So for, many other pharmaceutical companies' real. businesses. This, yeah, I just believe so much more in a natural element of something like that. For so, sure. Well, that was what I was going to mention very quickly about Brad, not to piggyback off what you mm. said. Yeah, yeah, you, you invigorate stuff. Um, I bought myself some coconut soap thinking that I'll go organic and it sort of dried me out a bit. And obviously with my skin being a bit shitty... I I actually took the uh, Vigorate with me, mm. which is it's like a, a little. Oh, I gave you the one of the little ones. Yeah, it was bottles. wicked little yeah. trout. Uh-huh. I've got one of the normal ones, but it's it's weird. It's like a little. It's like a yellow liquid, mm. and um, it's cool. I, I like the, I like all of it. I like the branding. It's got a cool smell and everything. But it's one of them that when you've experienced so many different fucking like soaps and emulsifiers and all this yeah. other shit, you get to the point where you just lose all faith or lose all hope in anything. 
And obviously you'd passed it on to me from, I think, was it the Smash Mouth Barber? Yeah, he, uh, no, Brad sent me some. Brad sent you yeah, some. Yeah, Smash Mouth Barber put some in, uh, put some in that bag for me, yeah. but Brad sent me some a while ago. So thankfully to all of them, for whatever reason of the universe to fucking land it on my mm. um, bathtub, I got this stuff and I started using it and my, and my skin instantly sprang back to not 100%. Yeah, yeah. But it was insane. to it's good like, stuff. Honestly. And when you read it, it's it's obviously for fighting. It's to, like, to avoid infection and stuff and all this other stuff. So it's, it's brilliant to have. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, I know there's a lot of people out there that are suffering either one way or another with skin or psoriasis or eczema or yeah. fucking stress or whatever it is. And there's a lot of people that are currently trying this new um, beeswax and mm-hmm. it's heavily sponsored and promoted on Facebook. Like, oh, I started using this and then I grew another two arms. It's like, mm-hmm. fucking hell, it's not that good. But for me, it's a genuine thing of like, for whatever is wrong with me, yeah, this helps. So mm. just a massive thank you to them guys more than anything yeah. because on all we're going to give them a shout and get some get it stocked in the gym so we can sell it and and use it in the showers because that stuff that Jimmy Warhead's buying for the the shower at the moment it smells delicious but because it smells so delicious I'm not That's sure it. it's that imperial you know, leather foam yeah. burst yeah strawberries and cream what are you doing <laughs> yeah no, you, yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is it. The smells are good, but then you realise that it's just burnt your tattoos off and it's like, oh, that's not good. That's it, exactly that. That's why I like that Vigorate stuff. There's no no shit in it. No No. sodium laurels. It's just impressive. It was impressive more than anything. The fact that I've tried a million things and it it does depress you. It gets you down because the problem is you can't get away from your skin. Mm -hmm. It sounds fucking stupid, that does, but you can't... The, the nerve element of something when you want to literally scratch oh, your fucking arm off. Dude, I used to have eczema when I was a oh, kid. Just, and it was, for me, it was dairy though. It was, as yeah. soon as I took dairy out, it, it cleared up and it's it's one thing that's made a massive difference. But I think it's di- different for everybody. It's inflammation, isn't it? Yes. But that, that vigorate is... Yeah, they did, they did a good job. So thank you very much, Bradley. And whoever else is involved, because I'm sure there'll yeah. be someone else that's helping one punch out with that. But it was sure. good shit. I loved yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, I don't think... Uh, I have any. I will have shout outs and other stuff. <laughs> I need to tell you about a bath clogger at some point, but okay. that's going to fucking we'll spin get to out, that. So. We'll save that one for later. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, so thank you to um, to Vigorate. Thank you to Canazen. Thank you to Rigor the Dragon. Rigor the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks to the Raptors. Um, thanks to IMAF for uh, having the Raptors out there the other week. New Cage merch. Warriors this weekend. New, New merch. merch. Uh, FullRetarCollective.co.uk. We've got these fancy hats and uh, socks. Socks. Very, very sexy cool. socks. All right. Well, next week we're going to be coming to you live from Vegas. We are. We're going to be there early. How exciting. You are going to be, we're going to be a lot, well, we're going to be putting out a lot of content. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. So stay stay tuned in. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, uh, Full Reptile Radio, Fight Network. Um, give us a, a subscribe and you can follow the, the Vegas Diaries and the fun that we're having. <laughs> yes. And very quickly. Go on. We're going to close the shop again, but this time we're closing the shop because we're in Vegas. Yeah. So. Oh, and we're going to be doing competitions while yes. we're in Vegas as well. So it, it will require most of you being there because yeah. we want to be giving stuff out. So. But what I am going to do, keep an eye on the social. I know that a lot of you are very um, vocal on social as far as commenting on YouTube and also on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a lot of giveaways. So when I get back, mm-hmm. I'm going to like to think that I'm going to have a list of names one way or another that I've been in touch with you to get you details so I can send you a shirt or a bag or a badge or whatever the shit it is there's going to be a lot of uh, interaction with our social so keep an eye out on there because while we're away the shop's down because I can't send you anything so just wait till we're back and we'll send you some free shit as well wicked nice one dude All right, catch you next time in a bit
it can run continuously for a very long time. And that enables it to become an endurance hunter chasing down its prey.